1: and let's get this fucking show started.
2: Previously on Fantastic Forum. Nintendo
0: is being little bitches right now. Today is a huge celebration. We all waited for this day to come for many, many, many years. Fantastic Four and the X-Men are finally
3: home. Joe Quesada, Bendis, they were all happy of being bought by Disney because it meant they could get cheese on their Whopper, you know? If you didn't watch the movie in your mom's basement, you would like it. Your Marvel apologism... That's why you're next to Emphasis on the jism is, like, (laughs) another... It's, like, over 9,000. Sony, you're being bitches right now. The progressive guys are, like, the nerdiest of metal nerds. You know what I mean? Uh. Like, they're the guys that play Risk.
2: Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com.
4: Go I get the keys ready just come in you know, the and you just come and music.
1: Tony? Oh. What is his name?
4: Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's family. Ah yes! Fit Melody Buggy! Hey, I tried to
3: teach
2: you how to handle progress in the 6th grade,
4: but I do you wanted to play a little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! See what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee he blows the road back to the shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder.
1: The only way you can bang regular chances with a
2: kryptonite combat. That would kill him.
0: Fantastic Forum. Assemble.
2: This is the Fantastic Forum,
0: All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, You stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle trapped inside of an enigma. Or inside of an enigma, trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. I love it. Also, we have our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident (laughs) Dark Knight (laughs) Tech. He's vacuuming. He's Oz. Hey. (laughs) Okay, it's Jay vacuuming. I'm sorry. Jay's vacuuming. (laughs) Uh, Also, we got the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Packed out. We're going to be bringing you... Reviews of Lucy Dreaming as well as Spider Man Life Story. Uh, we're going to be talking about Love, Death, and Robots, the anthology series on Netflix. Uh, we're going to be bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book news and, of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Forum and let us know what that is. In just a moment. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course all of you, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, (coughs) opportunity, ability. I'm getting all choked up. (laughs) Get it together, Larry. To talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. I got to take a swig of my my vodka soda. (laughs) Ah. Word. why why is that so funny what oh those are all recordings yeah sheesh they're all you i'm about to say i was like damn i was like that was a hearty laugh you know that i'm like that's what people are like when they say something and i laugh that hard like damn was i that funny and that's you
3: just amused
0: right (laughs) you're right
3: right. it's funny because uh I've been thinking, and we kind of discussed it when you weren't here that we should probably get like isolate your mic so that we can actually like program kind of like a soundboard review of whatever we're talking about with just your Larryisms word. You know, you
0: want to. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So uh, we also sh- should shout out our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. They're L.A.'s, in the South Bay's comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is uh, give them a call.
3: At- 310-538-3198. There it is. Just that simple.
0: Uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a couple ways for you to do it. Here's how. Want to
2: get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's Okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to.
0: Please do. Feel free. If you're listening live, feel free to jump in the chat. Feel free to call us on Skype. We will answer. We will bring you on and you will be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. So, uh, yeah. Uh, for example, we got Tiger Claw in chat. What up, Tiger Claw? He says, "What's a Fantastic Forum? Do you think you can handle Avengers Endgame at three hours and two minutes?"
5: No, uh, there goes
0: that news story.
5: Damn it, Tiger! Say Claw. what? There goes that news story. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's next?
0: What? 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 Do you, I mean, does three hours?
3: seem like too long to any of you i've read comics for longer than that <laughs> isn't like larry like, remember when we were pa- larry remember when we were painting that apartment yes. and we, we worked for like 10 hours and we literally only talked about something other than comics like when we were eating with nia and then back to work like yeah. all comics like yeah. you can't get tired of that shit and if you get tired of that shit then you don't have no business seeing it <laughs> i'm just saying like I I honestly believe
0: three hours of Avengers Endgame is gonna feel like, you know, an hour and an hour and like friggin' fifty nine minutes of any other movie. (laughs) You know, it's like I just I just feel like it's not gonna feel long, I don't think. I think we're gonna be watching and we're gonna be like, you know, I mean, we'll know that it's a a longer movie than a shorter movie, but I don't think it's gonna feel like three hours. I think it'll feel like a regular flick.
3: Like you're talking to somebody that watched The Lord of the Rings extended cut trilogy, like, in one sitting.
4: There you go.
3: Yeah,
5: Watchmen is three and a half hours. Yeah. We all all sat through that and didn't say, oh, that wasn't long enough. In fact,
0: you guys were mad that they cut shit out. Wait, what was three and a half hours? Watchmen. Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great moments of Watchmen that, you know, it really just... Yeah, but
3: ultimately, I came to the consensus with one of the listeners that ultimately he ruined that, too. Zack Snyder? Yeah. Not, you, you know what? You can't say that he ruined it because it's a pretty
0: faithful adaptation to a point. You know, it's just like like there's literally stuff you can go scene for scene, which you know. I mean that, yeah. that the sad the sad fact is that I mean he, a lot of the time, I guess you know that's when he's trying to like shines the most, right? Like when he's like, let me just copy this.
3: Yeah, that that's his that's his thing. Uh, that seemed, it's not really a listener, but it's uh, one of the people that follows us named uh, Kirby, Kirby Covers. He basically okay. just posts Kirby's appreciation posts. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess Zack Snyder was talking some shit somewhere. Oh, yeah. And then he basically... All he did was post on the stories, like, just, just font, and he just says, Zack Snyder, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I gave him a thumbs up, and then he goes... <laughs> He goes, yeah. Like I'm just afraid that he's gonna influence filmmakers from here on in, and they're gonna make his shitty like version of stuff. And I'm like, like I'm more scared about him influencing comic book writers. Damn it, Mo. It was that
5: story. (laughs) Is that
3: is that the? the there was Batman. a new
5: story about. Yeah, well, we
3: didn't we didn't do the story. I just said... Nah, the,
5: it's out there now. Yeah, the moments passed. I've already crumpled I'm, it up.
3: I'm not sure. What story? Yeah, we, we're talking nobody about? knows what we're talking about. Well, it's a I even now.
5: Maybe there'll be an Oz cut of the show that people can find somewhere that'll have that story in it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, you better not kill your your teenage daughter just to get out of it.
5: Oh, dude! Wow, Mo. Dude, I've jerked off so many times. I've, I've killed several of them now. Millions.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. You too. I don't know what you all are on tonight, but that's
3: way get, out. Get the there. fuck out of here, Larry. You know we've said that this is all derivative of ourselves now at this point.
0: Oh man, dude, it's, it's I, over the line. I
5: believe it. I, I believe it was Mo that that quoted. Oh, she. I made her swallow my children. When did I say that? Uh, probably like ten years ago.
3: Yeah, that. That's probably. <laughs> I don't remember telling you guys that. You told me. I, I'm pretty sure you said it on the air. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sometimes the lines blurred from when I'm on the air and not on the air.
5: But we drink a lot when we're on the air, especially 10 years ago.
3: Oh, That's yeah. True. That's true.
0: Anyway, welcome to Fantastic Forum. i <laughs> I'll cut I
5: that I
3: remember out. when Oz said the Snyder Cut was the ones on her wrists. Well, yeah, because oh,
0: that was just like
5: months ago. <laughs> and then I think I repeated it like...
3: For, like three times? Yeah.
5: There's <laughs> yeah, probably like three or four different shows where I said that. We're I mean, the
3: best feel, go, feel good show around.
5: And every time Lawrence reacts the same way.
3: Yeah. It's like out of just, line like, every like, time. Lawrence is our like token offended person. So, so I, that nobody starts writing letters. Like Larry's the one that's like, that's wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. You laugh. I need to add another button into the Larry panel. It's just like, oh, geez. <laughs> You got to do one where he does the cringy laugh. Like, when we say something so bad that he laughs, but he's, like, kind of uncomfortable. Okay. Don't worry. The knight's young. He'll he'll do it several times. Yeah.
0: I do have a cringy laugh. You're right.
3: Funny is funny. I, I, I'm never one to say that
0: what's, you know, like, it's funny. It can be funny and wrong at the same time. Well, that's part of
3: why, like, you know, if you actually go to school to learn about humor and get your master's in it. It says that certain things are funny because they're wrong, you know, because if they were, you know, when they actually do happen, then it's not funny because it's tragic. But because it's not happening, but it's fantasizing about how terrible that is and it's not happening is that what makes can make it funny.
5: When did you you get a master's in
3: comedy? Oh, this is back. Like, I think before I met you guys. That's the before time. Yeah. My mother bribed the guys at Harvard to... (laughs) to let me in There it is. I was on the yacht with the board of directors and everything. Look, all this time they thought you got in because you're a minority. That's what I told them. That's why <laughs> we never got caught. They're like, "Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm just they're like, I'm just glad he's not dark." <laughs> See? That's wrong, but funny. Oh, it's wrong, but it's funny too.
5: Oh, Ugh. That laugh wasn't cringy enough.
3: No, because it's not, you know, it's only funny if, like, you know, well, it's only cringy if, you know, it was, like, something else, like, suicide or rape or something.
0: Yeah, we should stay away from those if we can.
3: Nah, I mean, from actual rape, yeah, but from joking, it's like, it's a time when you heal. Laughter heals all wounds.
0: Yeah, not gunshot wounds. <laughs> I said that, like, he had personal
3: experience. He's like tried to joke about this time i got shot and it didn't work amber shot him and she laughed and and, then he didn't heal look i i made the mistake
5: of believing the the news reports that chicago had become maga country and walked around in a hat and it turns out i was wrong
3: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah
5: damn i thought i would get a cringy laugh out of that
3: no the cringy laugh is where you talk about jesse smollett's white privilege what (laughs) what See, that's the cringy left. <laughs> that's it's like so gay crazy. privilege actually trumps white privilege because he did co- he got sentenced to community service and he already did it. All he had to do was stuff envelopes at Jesse Jackson's office. Yeah, but no, he didn't even get like convicted. He's still saying he didn't do anything. Right, and he still committed community service.
5: Yeah, I'm telling you that's why we all got to be rich and get away with whatever we want.
3: Yeah, oh, and gay.
5: <laughs> Turns out the most <laughs> the most important color is green.
3: That's what I always say. Me and Ice-T say the same thing. It's like, when it comes to the poor, no lives matter.
5: Yeah, but Ice-T makes more money saying it than you do.
3: Yeah, but he took it from me. I get royalties like half a cent per record sale, but only the vinyl. Uh, Is
5: that why he stopped putting (laughs) out records? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, trying to give me that Mo guy my digital. money.
3: <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here like, what?
0: What was the last time Ice T came out with some music? I'm like, Man, last that's year. So- no way.
3: Yeah, yeah. well, Body Team, Count His band Body Count. Oh, they're, I think they're getting ready to put out uh, another another record this year, maybe.
0: Okay, I guess that counts.
3: You should hear that song. No Lives Matter. It's a, it's a good Word. song. But so uh i hope that was a recording because you should be more interested than that
0: no that was him
3: no that that was definitely me
0: i you know i don't know like i've I've heard body count before they're they're okay but i don't know I, i'll go check out the song maybe that maybe it'll be better and different maybe they've hit a groove so uh i guess you should go ahead and get into it um should we start by talking about uh, Love, Death, and Robots? Sure. All right. Love, Death, and Robots anthology series on Netflix. It's... Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh,
0: I thought I thought uh, I thought we were playing. I don't know.
3: No, I was tra- I was actually trying to update our social media to let everybody know we're live, but oh, a commercial played. Got you. Played. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> we have
5: commercials on our social media.
3: Yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, nah, but it's a price of doing business nowadays.
0: Yeah, indeed.
3: But um yeah. Love, Death
0: and Robots it's
4: <laughs> Comic book Review uh, Comic Book Like Review <laughs> Well not not like that, but like <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. Clearly, <laughs> clearly Oz <laughs> never saw Love, Death, and Robots.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's
5: mm-hmm. not a comic. I
3: know. It has nothing to do with comics. Oh, it's, a, it's a Netflix anthology series.
0: So, like, it's okay. Huh? okay. Well, I'll just cut all that out. No, leave it. It's funny. <laughs> Listen, so yeah, so it it's. been. Oh, smack. Sorry. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Comic book. Comic book.
3: Theater. Comic book theater.
5: Was that better?
0: (laughs) Theater. (laughs) It's so crazy.
5: I I don't even care if that one didn't work either. I
0: I just wanted to hear it.
3: Theater. (laughs) (laughs) Look, now you have Larry saying it.
0: Oh, it's hilarious. Anyway. No, it works. It works. Uh, Love Death and Robots anthology series on Netflix now. A bunch of short stories. All animated. Where... They explore. I mean, it, it's a number of different. Uh, well, I, actually, I guess I want to say sci-fi, but it's not all sci-fi. I mean,
3: it's it's mostly sci-fi, but some of it is actually a little bit of fantasy. I didn't get um, I didn't get that far in, but from what I saw, it was what everything I saw could be attributed to sci-fi.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, you get you you get like halfway through, and then you kind of get a little
0: bit of like you know like fantasy type themes or like it's kind of it's heavily heavily sci-fi like sci-fi fantasy how do you differentiate
5: sci-fi and fantasy say what how do you differentiate between sci-fi and fantasy
3: well if the story is based on some type of scientific principle or theme like robotics yeah like technology yeah technology or even like for example like a time loop Like, to me, that's considered sci-fi.
0: Right. No, I would agree. I would agree. But, you know, but there are some stories that don't fall into the science fiction category technically. They're like, you know, I mean, well, actually, maybe, you know, I guess it depends. I mean, because, you know, there are there are like some creature stories inside of these uh, anthologies, too.
5: What What do you consider something that does both?
0: Star like, Wars. sci-fantasy?
5: Is that what you call it? Sci-fi fantasy? Sci-fantasy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, like, there, are, there are people that have called, like, Star Wars, like, yeah, like, sci- science fantasy, or, like, some, sometimes they just go with, like, space opera, you know, where it's like... But, it, I mean, realistically, though, I mean, I guess it, it all depends on... Everybody has different definitions for some of this stuff, and, and they, so a lot of people just make a, a distinction between hard science fiction and soft science fiction. Like, you know, stuff that has, like, some, some kind of more distinct principles behind it and they definitely like want you to know that the world works in a particular way for that harder stuff and then some stuff is just like hey you know it just works like you don't have to worry about w- w- no nobody's gonna explain that the science behind a twin ion engine for you you know okay. just know that it's a thing
3: okay so right. this this like, n- nobody's gonna explain how carol danvers is powered by the space stone you just have to do it
5: <laughs> right and so this anthology has stories that fall in both categories, like either or, but not any stories that are a combination
0: of the two. Well, Love, Death, and Robots has a lot of science fiction in it. I, I mean, I don't think there's short stories, like it's you know, they're anthology, so they're shorter stories. So you don't get a lot of explanation in regards to how, like what's happening in most of them. There might be one or two that, you know, may actually try to explain a concept in regards to like what's happening with the science fiction. But I didn't most even the, get there. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, you know, yeah.
0: Most of it is just like stories and you just kind of accept the premise of what's happening. You know, an interesting thing um, with, with this series is apparently Netflix did some experimentation with the order of how the, the stories are presented so you know like what, what I saw as the first episode in the anthology may not necessarily have been what you saw as the first episode in the anthology and I I did see a story where somebody was um trying to attribute, attribute that to sexual orientation but it turned out that was not the case it just turned out that it was just a coincidence that you know because like some of the stories do have well a, a lot of the stories actually do have like mature themes and like you know um, sexual relationships in them
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it just so happens that you know some of them are are heterosexual relationships and some of them are homosexual relationships and so
3: i uh you know. when i first well not when i first heard about it when i first heard about it i'm pretty sure i've heard about it from tiger claw in chat but um in the press push leading up to the release I heard about it. It's like they're making a big deal of Netflix going, oh my God, this is their first real thing into NSFW content. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Not, I mean, they've never seen sense right? Like For real. sense is like, it's almost like Cinemax, but with like a good story. From oh, what I've heard. Yeah. I, I've never seen it. But oh, Have you never seen sense No, No, uh, no. I've never seen it. Not
5: while his wife is sitting there.
3: Oh, got you. No, I I really I really haven't seen it. Like, I just heard people talk about it a lot. Even like the way they described Sensei to me. Well, not describe it. They didn't describe the story. They actually described the sex scene. Yeah, because Sensei
0: has like random orgies that happen.
3: And it said said that that show has one of the best sex scenes in any like film story. Like and it happens to be a same sex sex scene. That's what they oh, told me. I'm not you know
0: I don't I don't know. Like well, I you mean, don't I, like I,
3: sex scenes. So
0: I, I have no problem with sex scenes. I just don't, you know, it's like I'm not the guy that's going to go out and look for sex scenes, but especially when, you know, Sense8, I can say all the sex scenes in Sense8 make sense in accordance to what's happening in the story you know what i'm saying like there's never a random sex scene where you're just like why is this here and if it's like just well hey you know sometimes people i, I understand some people are just like hey I, they just they wanted to put a sex scene there or you know or maybe um you know they felt like somebody wanted to see that in particular and so yeah i don't know i'm, I'm looking at the chat <laughs> And uh, LL Cool L says, no orgy is ever random. No, nah, in, in Sense8, they're random. Only because, you know, from, the, from a concept-wise, the whole idea is that, you know, it's like eight people that are, um, like, kind of almost have, like, a, a, a light hive mind kind of thing going on. And so it's a thing where if I can feel what you're feeling and experience, like, things through you, sometimes, like, if, you know, if one of the people are having sex... Sometimes that becomes all of the people having sex. So, so yeah, it's definitely not a planned orgy, especially for the other people that kind of get pulled into it. So but it's it's really artfully done and really like, you know, like I said, it all makes sense from the story perspective. It's, it's really cool stuff. It's if, you, if you've never seen it, it's worth watching. But yeah, so no, no, no orgies that I remember in Love, Death and no robots. robots. Yeah, no, yeah. no orgies, but definitely sex scenes. No question on that.
3: I only we'll, we'll, watched the first three episodes.
0: Okay, and what what were the do you do you remember what the the first three episodes?
3: Uh the first one was called I forget somebody's edge. I forget her name. Oh, Sonny's it, Edge. Sonny's Edge. Yes. And that uh that was really cool. It was animated by Blur, which is Yeah, Blur Studio. Like, they do like that awesome what is it? Uh Force Unleashed 2 trailer you saw? Like yeah. that was them. <laughs> yeah 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 and uh so I, that that one when i saw that i'm like man you know i was enjoying it and that was it was about a, a bunch of like animal pit fighters that are connected to the brain of their like pilots you know right but they basically just get in lotus position and make these animals fight you know yeah. and um they're just genetically altered they have a, a, a it seems like some kind of like wi-fi or bluetooth connected to the brain right and they're basically trying to get Sonny to throw the fight, and she won't do it. And yeah. it turns out that she's been abused and everything. And this is like the what gives her her eye of the tiger is the fact that she's just taking it out in the pit, you know? Right. And right. I, I, a cool I'm going to spoil story. it. I'm going to spoil the well, story. Why, why spoil it? Because it,
0: sh- the, the, it was so awesome. But that That's all the reason not to spoil it so other
3: people could experience it too. Fuck them. They should have seen it already. Y- you wouldn't have seen it if I didn't tell you to watch it. No, I already wanted to watch it. Mm. Like, I, I told you, like, like I already knew about it ahead of time and I wanted to see it. And then when you brought it up, I'm like, okay, good. Now I really have to watch it cause of the, for the show. I was going to watch it irregardless.
0: Irregardless. Irregardless. But you don't have to spoil it, Mo Let other people experience what you experience No, but
3: I don't care about them experiencing that I want them to experience what I experience Through me (laughs) Like That's the whole point of this show It's like, you could go read any comic And enjoy the experience But you're here listening, experiencing me Give you my experience Right right. So that's how I take this, and that's how I
0: do it You know what I mean? You should, I I would venture to say that you very well may be able to give them your experience without telling them the 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 story, like, okay. without spoiling the story.
3: Well, Larry, for you, I'll do it, because you managed to be here on time and do your-, your reproduction. So when I saw the twist at the end, I was shocked. Right. That's it. That's my experience. You <laughs> it. That's the Larry version of my experience. Like, you know, I was going to tell you what I saw through my eyes, what I saw through the little bit of my my uh welled up eyes like it got blurry you know because blur studios and then they actually did a story that made my eyes blurry because in that little bit 11 minutes i cared about that character absolutely and uh now i can't tell you my full experience I, I agree with you though. Like they they cre- they create a world, they give you
0: a set of characters, they make you care about the the antagonists and the protagonists in a short amount of time and then Yeah. You 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 definitely get like uh a full a full chain of uh or a full range of emotions watching Sunny's Edge.
3: Like you talk about three hours and two minutes of avengers endgame i don't think i could do three hours and two minutes of sunny's edge nah man like that's too heavy that's like intense it's almost yeah real intense like i I had that experience with uh breaking bad like when i tried to binge watch it where it's like some of those episodes were just so filled with tension that i couldn't breathe like yeah i could only i felt like i watched six episodes and i only watched one
0: yeah yeah Breaking bad's no joke
3: especially the second season yeah yeah so, and then 11 minutes of Sunny's Edge, like, it left me, you know, I want to see more of that world, but I just want Sunny to be at peace. Word. Word.
0: Like, I, no, I hear you. I hear you. Like, and I think that that's kind of, like, not every episode of the anthology does this, but there's a lot of episodes, at least that I, from the ones I watched, that I was like, I would love to know more about what's happening in this world. Like, I would love to, like have a deeper dive into this particular you know world like i i found myself saying that probably like every other one so yeah
3: so, yeah um real kick in chat son uh hex says Sonny's edge is that into the badlands and no, uh, it's, it's love, loves death and robots yeah into the badlands uh, is a oscar good is replied to love sex and robots but i guess I read, it,
5: I read it the wrong one my bad
3: <laughs> sex and death are like close together.
5: Yeah, we all die a little inside.
3: Well, no, it's not so much that. It's just at when you die, you don't think about anything else wrong in the world. And through sex, when you're in it, you don't think about anything else in the world. Like it's peace. It's the closest you get to the to death's cold embrace is through sex.
5: Unless you're really not into your partner.
3: Well, then you wish you died. So that goes hand in hand, too.
5: What if or... you're trying to last longer and you're thinking of baseball? baseball
3: <laughs> who thinks about baseball
5: oh i'm sorry for larry i guess it would be what dc image <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just start going over all the g1 transformers and no, transformation. then the
3: only last two seconds
0: <laughs> no no that's when I, that's when i start you think of michael
3: bay's transformers
0: the original x-men
3: yeah He's like
0: I um, said
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> So um what other one did
0: you get to see uh Mo Mo you're the, and I am just double checking but uh Oz and Jay you, you all didn't get to watch it right No I did not Yeah yeah you you all definitely should when you get the chance like I mean it's definitely up Joe's alley Oh no question
3: like I, like I, it, pre- I feel like it was made for Joe yeah, yeah.
0: Right. It's got love and
5: robots right in the title. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you were saying that Netflix experimented with the order of things. Yeah, yeah. Like so, did, so everybody that watched it had
0: a different order, or no, not everybody. But because I guess they were saying like this is their first animated anthology series, and so because they hadn't had a show like this in particular they kind of made like maybe like three or four different episode orders oh okay and so they did it in in such a way where you know it, it's like i know that for instance sunny's sunny's edge wasn't the first episode for every person okay. but 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 it was the first one for me too so oh. you know i like I, maybe we got the same order so
3: right. the second one was the post-apocalyptic like with the robots on vacation going through the different apocalypse post-apocalyptic cities yes and they're like trying to like essentially to them humans were a, a lost civilization so it's like they're going through you know for example like manhattan looking at them like they're the pyramids in chichen itza you know what i mean yeah and mm-hmm. you know eventually they find a cat i know joe love that one not <laughs> yeah. only not just because the cat but the, the robots have three distinct personalities and they have three distinct like knowledge or basic knowledge of human civilization, and they're fascinated by it. And they're on vacation, <laughs> like visiting these ruins, thinking about right. what humans were like, mm-hmm. and interpreting like you know. So like one of them was like Xbox Four Thousand, and then they go to like the Microsoft store and see the Xbox Three. And it's like, <laughs> is that your like great-grandfather? And then they grab the console, and they're just like, hey, look, I'm fucking your grandfather. Yeah? <laughs> 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 like, like, shit like that. And yeah. it, it, the, pers- the robots had personality They evolved to have personalities way beyond human uh, influence. And I thought that was really cool, and, and the voice acting. And I think Topher Grace was in that one, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know what the cast list in it is in it, but I did see him featured in one of the... The teasers for it. Yeah, he he definitely
0: is is in one of the later episodes. I don't know if he if he did the any voice it, oh, okay. but he might have.
3: And then the third episode for me was the witness. Oh wow, that joint yeah. was great. Yeah, that yeah. one. So after watching the first two, like the edibles kicked in. <laughs> wow well that's a hell of a time for it to kick in yeah it kicked (laughs) in right for the witness and the witness meant the witness is amazing like yeah that like not even like the story itself like larry i'm gonna spoil this one because okay moses this one you have to like even like for you to say okay like you you know you have to if you really want to explain if you really want to sell this series to somebody yeah and use the witness you have to tell everything So it's basically this girl hears a gunshot and then looks out the window and then sees the building across the street. She witnesses a murder and the murderer sees her. So she freaks out, calls the cops and runs. She's got to go to work, but she's running late because she saw this murder. and She's trying to evade this guy that saw her. And basically it's a chase. She grabs a cab, he grabs a cab. Eventually they meet up. She works as a uh, like a peep show type girl in a cam place or dom- like dun- sex dungeon type. And so she she starts working and then the guy's already there watching her. She freaks out. He leaves and he chases her. The chase ensues. She runs into a building, goes, fights him off with the gun she found at the club. Uh, he does, you know, she disarms him and kills him. And then it ends with somebody across the street witnessing her murder somebody. But it's the same guy that she just murdered. So the person that the guy murdered at the beginning was her. And then it ch- sent off this chain of reactions of her murdering him. And I guess they're locked in this little time paradox where they're killing each other constantly. And if, like, that sounds mind blowing as it is, especially if you're, you know, suffering rheumatoid arthritis and using <laughs> cannabis to, to medicate. But even without it, like, the actual cinematography of it, the the animation in it, like some animation looks like it's just plastered, like flat watercolor painting. And then it has dimension like around the corner and it looks like a 70s movie, but all the actual camera angles are straight up of something like a Steve McQueen movie, like bullet or or the, the, you know, the great escape or those seventies, like the French connection, Chinatown, like all these really good, like old when movies were movies, you know what I mean? Like, you have a half hour chasing and you get all the story you need in that, and uh, that shit was amazing. That's when I'm like, I just turned the shit off because <laughs> it's like,
4: <laughs> Emily's like, You're like no, you wanna... know enough of this. Yeah, of this
3: Emily's like, you want you want to keep watching it? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I do. But th- I don't think anything's gonna. I want this to be the high point for me of the whole series. And I knew I was gonna talk about it this here. And yeah. this, to me, that that the witness is the pinnacle of like anime, video game cutscenes, <laughs> um, awesome like car chase scenes, like anything you've seen in in those type of of motifs in in any other media. Like this will fuck all of those in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I I will say that uh, you know uh, the witness is great and it definitely sticks out and it's definitely like it feels to me like one of like you could show somebody that and they would definitely watch the rest of the anthology just to kind of be like oh okay well let me see if you know what what it's all about you know I'm saying like if this if this is a sample of what i can get um i I will tell you i'm not sure that i would say that the witness is the best one which is crazy
3: well you saw more than i did but again i I also didn't want anything to be better than that
0: (laughs) right exactly right, right which is very in line with Mo with with Moses's personality, <laughs> and
3: that, that I turned it off and we just watched King of the Hill. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's on Hulu now, you know. I did not know that, but yeah,
0: man. I mean, there's there's um some other really good episodes on this joint. And and I'll tell you, there was one epi- one uh, episode. What is that joint called? I feel bad that I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I feel like the title's like on the tip of my tongue. But but basically, there is a um, a a episode where it ha- it's about basically two guys that are. Um, I don't, I I almost want to say it's called like Blood Brothers or Brothers in Arms or something like that, but it it probably, I'm probably, it's probably not that at all. But it's basically, it's about, sorry, uh Larry,
3: real quick in chat. I just sold the whole thing on SG. SG's like, what, what anime is this? (laughs) (laughs) word
0: there you go yeah yeah now love love death and robots on netflix mess with it this joint this this joint is about two guys in the in the army in the u.s army and it's in this alternate world where werewolves are part of of like combat situations and it's literally like like what if werewolves like you had like Werewolf recruits in like desert storm or in like Mm -hmm. Afghanistan. You know what I mean?
3: Because you know what actually happened in World War Two. There were werewolves in World War Two. Yeah, in Norway. Okay.
0: Why do you not know that? What did you say, Joe?
3: He said. What?
0: What? What did you say, Joe? Uh, uh,
2: Why do you not know that?
0: Why do I not know that there were werewolves in
2: world World War Two? Yeah.
0: Is that common knowledge?
5: Yeah. I thought it was. It is if you study history. Yeah.
0: You're hilarious. Okay, now nah, yeah, I must have missed that class. I don't. I don't know anything about that. But I will say, I do feel like Werewolves in World War II would still be different than werewolves in Desert no, Storm. Yeah, I
3: def. I, I I definitely hear you on that. Yeah. I just uh, when you said alternate, and then you said that, and it's like, oh, that's not that alternate.
0: That's not that alternate. <laughs> So, you know, that, that, uh, and I wish I could remember what story it is. I know if somebody says the
3: name, I'll remember it, but I don't remember right now at the top. But did they have like gay sex or something? No, no. Oh. I w- no, because Oz, Oz <laughs> put a picture of brothers in arms and it looks like two dudes that are waiting to like jizz in each other's faces. But they're
5: werewolves.
3: Right. Well, one's a fox, the other's a panther, but. Yeah, that's not, those
0: aren't werewolves. Those are, that's a uh, friggin', those are furries or I, something again right? i, I must have
5: i watched the wrong but one anyway. my bad
0: well what <laughs> what what i'll say is this the story is amazing and i'm just like wow like i mean i really really enjoyed that particular story but when i tell you the animation in this joint like you already saw what the animation was like on sunny's edge right yeah and you know the animation is really good there are like the animation the like the lifelike cgi animation progressively in this joint gets better and better. To like I know for me, there was a point where where I was like, is that real or is that animated? And I know that, you know, trust me, like I know the, the next thing that one of y'all are about to say is, well, you know, you got those bad eyes, and then you of course you were like, you weren't I sure. never
3: I never think about your bad eyes.
0: Sure you don't.
3: Listen actually, like, it's a topic of conversation at parties for me. I, <laughs> right
0: there it is oz put a screen cap in chat so what is it shape shifters that's i think that's what it was right shape shifters maybe but anyway so animation like when i was watching this joint i was like man that is really good like it was to the point where i was like i was questioning whether it was like real or if it was animated and but i was like no it's animated because it's all animated but the messed up part was that you know like i i questioned it and then there's actually uh one of the episodes actually the one that has topher grace in it or at least one that i know has topher grace in it because it's actually him it's not like an animated version of him it's actually him like it's it's live action at least that part of it but the live action topher grace looked less real than the friggin joint i had seen before it in like shapeshifter i was like i was thinking like oh that's animated then i was like oh actually that is real <laughs> but i was like oh damn that's like this this is actually Topher grace <laughs> and so i'm just like man like the like and don't get me wrong like not all of this joint is all lifelike animation like some of it like uh like moses mentioned um witness might be like i mean it's like rotoscope-esque probably because i feel like Witness with the chase scene and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it probably had people acting out live-action But then they put
3: animation on top of it. But I don't think you don't so, think man. so No, I think what they did was they painted things and then had animation over it and then kind of blended the two in certain parts But some parts look like just a flat set but other parts look more vivid, you know
0: I mean, hey, I, I I couldn't tell you but but I think that's another part of I me. Mean, I'm whole telling thing. you man. oh, okay Okay, all right, cool like, But that was another part of Love, Death, and Robots that was awesome, too, because it had, like, a lot of different animation styles in it. Now, a lot of them do—or like, or there's a, a few—more than a few of them that do mess with that, Um, you know, like, try to go into the, the like, photorealistic animated thing. But a lot of them are also—or a, a good portion of them also do other things, whether it be— something that, like, looks like it's, you know, a a hybrid, and then some that are, like, traditionally animated. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Like, honestly, it's just, like, it's a... A lot of really interesting stories and a lot of really interesting worlds being told short form. And and I'll say like half of them, I was like, I I just want to know more about that world. Like if they wanted to make a full, like a feature film put in that particular universe, I would go watch it. Like there was another another joint about uh, farmers and these guys uh, are farmers, but they they use mechs.
4: Oh, because
0: yeah. because you have to farm with mechs because the it, the um there are these random creatures that will come and try to like mess with your mess with your farm like mess with your that your should be
3: cattle. a game yeah yeah like, <laughs> Stardew Valley with mechs. Yeah exactly that's, yeah. that's kind of like what it's
0: like But you know and that joint is a Really interesting a really interesting uh, Story as well But it's just like you know there's just a lot A lot here I will say Like the only downside Or the only yeah the, the only thing I can say negative about the whole joint Is that it definitely Has like a, old, like a throwback Kind of feel to it like in the sense that And that's not a I'm not knocking The throwback feel the part of it that I'm Knocking is that a lot of the the women throughout the different stories are objectified and obviously that's something that you don't see as much these days just because you know like people understand like women aren't objects
3: so it was <laughs> refreshing <laughs> Well, I look. It, it, it's
0: like one of those things where I know I watched the first one and I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." Like you know, and it wasn't like I was like, "Oh, um, there's an issue." I just was noticing, like you know, like Sonny's Edge. There is a certain amount of objectification that happens, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it's outside the scope of the story, you know. And then you get to the the robot joint, the um, the like vacation, the robot vacation joint, and there's no sexualization in that or at least very li- not really. like it's a robot, it's all robot stuff, right mm-hmm. Then you get to the witness, and then you have like more like kind of objectification again, where it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I think it was at that point where I was like, oh, like, it's interesting because it's like you don't see this a lot anymore just because or at least when you do see it, it is done differently. This feels like how women were handled when it came to like stories, animation, all that kind of stuff. It feels like like the 90s almost. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> And and I could totally, like, there's some people that, no, will really feel like, no, that that's cool because they haven't seen it in a while like that. And there'll be other people that are like, well, they'll be turned off because it'll feel like a throwback in a bad way. And I could totally see, I could understand both of those viewpoints. And, you know, that, and that's probably the, the closest thing I could come to a criticism of the whole that's thing.
2: Cute. A lot of people are whining about that.
0: No, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that people haven't whined about it, but but that's the whole point where it's like, I mean, I feel like nobody's really listening to those people because they're kind of like, hey, just get with the times, you know, and which, I, you know, I, I don't know if love the, pe- the the people behind love death and robots were necessarily trying to make a statement or anything like that. It might just be a coincidence where it's like the, the people that wrote and animated these joints, like because it's a lot of different independent people. They might have just had like a similar kind of thought process behind it, you know, or maybe the person that produced it was like, hey, what I want is this. And, you know, maybe they're like, oh, yeah, I would love to do that. Let's, you know, yeah, let's make some stuff that's reminiscent of before. But,
2: you know, I mean. Yeah, but for Netflix's first not safe for work animation, there's a lot of misogyny in it from what I hear. In like, Love, Death and Robots? They should have toned it back. What?
3: In Love, Death and Robots? Yeah, yeah. I love how Joe's the one saying they should have toned that back.
2: I mean, that's what people are saying. I haven't seen it myself, so, you know, you can't really count, like, what I'm saying. Like, you can't really take it at 100%, but that's what I hear.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely misogyny, no question on that. Um, But it's like... You know how they used to say, "Oh, it's too much gratuitous nudity," and then there's like nudity that like it's relevant to the story. The misogyny I saw was relevant to the story.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, it's like some of I mean, it. I always saw two. Like yeah. Oh, well, got yeah. you. No, you got to see. You got to see more because some of them I do think that that would be the case. And Then others. Not necessarily, I mean, you know And I, and I do think, I mean Throughout the, the series, I do feel like There are definitely some There is gratuitous nudity Where it's like, I mean, even Shoot, The Witness has nudity that's not necessary for the story. That's not know? true.
2: You don't think also, so? Also, I want to oh. make sure you know, I feel differently about nudity than I do misogyny. Yeah,
0: I do know that.
3: No, but I'm, I mean, well, look, I don't want to go into like, browser history. But...
2: That's not to say that I'm against misogyny. Like, okay. some of my favorite books and <laughs> anime are very misogynistic. I, 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 you're, pro, you're pro-misogyny, Joe? <laughs> At times. Like, it's good fantasy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay
4: well,
2: hey, look go for it there make sure you record that laugh like that was it
0: <laughs> yeah i guess yeah the beginning part of it is definitely
2: but yeah yeah but yeah i mean but for their first outing for the first outing and like i said i haven't seen it yet so i don't even know how bad it is but maybe you should have toned back well but it, it can't you can't even call it their first outing
3: because yeah i don't really think it's their first like Animated nudity at all?
0: Like, I, I'm not sure if it's the first animated nudity, but but Big Mouth is definitely not safe for
3: work. Oh, and that, yeah, def, that's definitely you see a teenage pussy talking to a girl, right? Like <laughs> it's borderline child porn.
4: Well, I don't know if I oh, would say that. Well, the,
3: It's not like child porn in the sense that it's not like a titillating thing, but it, it, it's it, it, Big Mouth is out there, dude.
0: Oh yeah, the Big, it is Big out Mouth there. definitely is it it. it, it uh uh pushes the boundaries
3: for real. And then they had what was it? They had their first squirting scene this week too. And an I mean, animated joint? No, no, it's live action. But it, it's the oh. first squirting all around, but nobody's making a big deal about that.
2: I he, don't he, care about live action. It
3: on Netflix. Um well her character's name is Moose in the book, but in the movie they don't Man, they don't show her at all so you don't get to know her you just see her squirting in the dirt the motley crew biopic oh i'm just sitting here like what are we what are we talking about motley Crew biopic okay yeah like in the book moose squirts in the living room full of people and then in uh in the Motley crew biopic she does too, but like she's supposed to be ugly and fat and then they just put some like model chick in the movie mm. I was disappointed
0: I'm sorry to hear that Mo
3: yeah but that'll be my next week's uh heavy metal minute <laughs> got it I might just do a bonus. <laughs> bonus
0: if you're gonna have something negative to say about love death and robots that's what you would say like it definitely kind of has a uh yeah. a, a hyper sexualization of the female characters and uh yeah there is there is definitely some misogynistic tones some of it is are some of them are relevant to the story. Um, others may not be as much, but you know, honestly, like I, I, I would have to look at it again to figure that out. But I could definitely, definitely hypersexualizing the the women in a way that I was like, wow, like I'm like I had like it it because I'm somebody that has like remembers watching anime and watching, um, you know, like animation that wasn't necessarily geared towards children back in the day. It's like I, I was like, wow, this is. Like it's like that stuff. It's, like it's not metal. like what's happening today,
3: huh? Like that heavy metal movie. Um, L- like like you talk about the actual movie heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. Like what else would I be talking about? I mean, I know you didn't watch Lords of Chaos. No, I actually,
0: I didn't know if you were talking about or a or,
3: or, or Deathgasm. Or... Like I know you didn't watch those movies,
0: right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely like closer to that. And uh, but but that's
3: uh. I yeah, mean, that you know, wasn't I, even that gratuitous either, huh?
2: But. I think, isn't that how Gratuitous this got for misogyny or nudity? Nudity. It was. How about the Just misogyny? Just in the short alone where the guy gets transported to this, the I can't remember what number it was, like the sec, first or second short, where the guy's transported to that one world and uh, he's naked. And then the girl and the guy that are fighting for rulership, they're both naked and for no real reason. And then they all start fighting naked. It's gratuitous. It's fighting naked good.
3: is cool though. Depends on who you're. Fighting. No, that's cool. no, I mean, no. no like,
2: it's like, like one of the great lines where the guy is like trying to hide himself, and he's like, "I'm not gonna run around with my dork hanging out." <laughs> dork. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was gratuitous, but cool. It works for what they were trying to do. I
3: heard that Heavy Metal 2000 was like it had bad reviews because it didn't have as much nudity as they expected it to have.
2: I think going well, it doesn't. But I think going with like a singular story. Is what hurt Heavy Metal 2000. Like, had it been like another, I think people were expecting kind of like an anthologic. Yeah. and then they didn't get it you got like just a single movie and like almost no nudity and no not really any drug use like a lot of the cool trippy shit that you get in heavy metal is not in heavy metal 2000 yeah and it kind of just felt like a cash a cash grab it felt like a cheap cash grab and it's not as bad as that but it kind of felt that way it came out in the 2000s and like it's like there was a lot of things trying to like do revamps and new versions and yeah trying to be hip and cool bringing back old shit to be hip and cool for 2000
3: dracula it, 2000
2: it got up in that and it's not as bad as people say it is but yeah it's definitely different
4: mm-hmm. yeah
3: so larry how many uh animated slashed up women would you give it out of five
0: five this this is great and and it did actually start off as um like another another heavy metal anthology series like that's what they were trying to go for
3: oh okay oh then yeah i guess that's why i liked everything i saw because it has (laughs) that feel like yeah you just you're just thrown into a world and you do it like it has it actually has the feel of the comic where it's like you know some things are serialized so it's like with the comic like you buy the magazine every three months Right. You get a story, and then you get another. So you get a bunch of different stories, and every now and then you'll get like two or one story that continues in the next issue. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, some of them were actually based on stories out yeah. of heavy metal the heavy metal magazine oh
4: all right
0: so yeah that's what it was supposed to be initially it was being worked for a while but eventually it kind of morphed into the love death and robots project
3: that's so. a shame i wonder why it didn't like get the heavy metal like banner
0: i don't know but it's good stuff and Me you know could still
3: do it like maybe the heavy metal will pay them this time mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what about you mo how, how many uh out of five would you give?
3: oh from what i just on the witness alone i give it a five out of five like if that's all you watch <laughs> Yeah, in these anthologies, there's always ones that stand out. And for me, it was the witness. And there was one that was actually similar to the witness in the animatrix. And that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I I love that. Like where it's like, you you can't tell if like the architecture is like real buildings or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, I'm down. I I love I love this. I want to prolong the experience that's why i stopped watching it
0: (laughs) right right i should i should also mention which i i think we did earlier but it is uh like tim miller was one of the
3: producers on it quote unquote Uh, creators
0: right right and and david fincher which i'm surprised
3: nothing was so dark like anything david fincher does is really dark like Gotta, not in not in themes or more. context, but in actual lighting. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. I hear you on that.
0: But no, it's good. It's good stuff, man. It's eighteen episodes. I think they're all worth checking out.
3: One of my customers told me, and he's like, ah, I don't think I can watch this. Like. He tried to watch it with his kids because it's an animated anthology, you know? Why? See, wh- why? Like, we got to get out of that in
0: America, man.
3: Well, cause th- people, yeah. Well, it's, it, Just because animated doesn't mean it's for look, children. Blame your overlords. Who? Disney. It's not Disney's fault. Yeah, it is Disney's fault. Disney makes animation for children. Right, but that's what? all that makes money, and that's all that, like, so they just keep pushing out. If Disney would actually make animation for the whole family... And you know, further on adults, then maybe we would learn No. You know, no. Instead everybody's That's gotta go backwards. to the to the dark web of netflix and find love death and robots
0: no oh, that don't
2: exist for a
0: reason it's like other people are making adult animation yeah if...
3: but the thing is they don't have the money or clout to actually like put it out like mass you know until you know it's just now that they're starting to do that but i'm saying
4: all, i mean like
3: all it, is, like it's like, people's responsibility to know what they're about to watch everybody Everybody that claims to be goth or, or or loves goth loves Nightmare Before Christmas, but none of these motherfuckers ever saw the Brothers Quay. Word, but that's you know, that's on their fault. N- it's not the Brothers Quay fault. It's it's. No, it's, I'm talking about the people No, but that's the thing It's like Brothers Quay isn't marketable Big companies won't mass distribute it You know, there's a thing Larry, you don't know, you didn't go to school for this So I'll I'll let you, you know <laughs> I went to school for film and, and, and post-production And more importantly, distribution And it's like, if you can't get the distributors to back it Then you're not going to get it seen, you know you're, you're talking
0: crazy, Mo You're talking about when you went to school you're talking about in, in 2019, no,
3: I'm, if uh, you can't get What the fuck did I say uh, a minute ago? I said, what? now it's easier. Yeah, okay. But that means that you're not going to get out of that mentality two generations from now. Why not? Because it takes time. People don't like different. People, don't like, people don't like different, Larry. The generation right now knows they can watch
0: whatever they want, wherever they want. Right,
3: But if your still dad have, doesn't know that, that's but, your dad's fault. But the thing is... The the parents are gonna stifle you and and everything and as you grow it's gonna go and then their kids are gonna and then the the grandkids are the ones that are gonna be like okay animation could be for everyone. I'm sure it takes time it doesn't happen in just one generation Larry. Look Larry you're a person of color look at racism. It doesn't change in one gender. We have the civil rights movement all, in the 60s. Is, it hasn't changed. It I takes up, time.
0: I grew up in the Disney era. I knew that animation
4: wasn't But
3: you're a motherfucker that thinks, Larry. Well, that, most that's people, Most people that love Disney don't think. That's why well, they love Disney. Hey, that's all I'm saying is the people don't think.
0: And if they well, don't but think, that's what I'm, telling I'm not going to
3: blame Disney for them not thinking. Disney, that, Disney. No, they, I, I am blaming Disney for not thinking because Disney Disney's the one that gives them the stimuli so they can keep... Mentally jerking off and just gratifying themselves nonstop with nothing different, new and bold. Nah, like that's love, death and robots. Fault. It is it's Disney's like, fault. It's it's Disney. Larry, look you, I you motherfucker. You Disney's act like you there, ne- like Larry, Disney you has a business. Like ever read the Allegory of the Cave listen mo you have a business
0: i'm done done. good night you have a business if a guy came in every day to get a haircut and you're like dude you don't need a haircut every day are you gonna mess around and argue with this dude or are you
3: just gonna cut his hair and take his money i mean i'm gonna tell i actually had that conversation a couple days ago because a guy came back before vacation i'm like look did you come back because you feel you need to get it cut or because you're going on vacation and then he goes, "Well, I actually feel like I, I need to get it cut and I got You know why that is? Is because instead of giving you just the clippers on the sides, I actually shaved it. So when the hair grows, it creates a discomfort. It creates the same discomfort that may that you have when you have the two weeks of growth, but now you get it in 3 days. So, if you really want me to cut it, I'll cut it, but technically, I don't need to see you for another week and a half." And what happened? He still got the shave. Okay. And guess but, what? But, that I, makes you Disney. Yeah. But that no, makes you Disney. No, Are you Disney? No, is that your fault? I, I is showed, it on you? I showed him the titties. Is it on you or is it not on you? I showed him what the answer was, and he, Disney doesn't show you what the answer is.
0: But it's not Disney's. It's not your responsibility. That's the whole point. It's, the, it's like you're running, running a business. But If like, that guy is so dumb that he's like, oh, I itch, I must need a haircut,
3: it's like, well, dude... Not, you're not taking advantage of him. Disney doesn't tell you, like, oh, you could like other things, but like this. Why would they tell you to like other things other than what they made? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like,. If you like Disney, it, then like Disney. So then you're going by what I'm saying. They keep programming you, and not, that it takes time. Programming? For, no, people it, like it. Get the fuck, out of here, Larry. Come on. That's not programming. To, like you paid for a higher education, you should have a little bit more of critical thinking skills. Oh, I got
0: critical thinking skills. No. I got enough to know that I can watch Disney and something oh, else. So you know, but
3: so you know that. So why are we putting the responsibility on the company for us to make the decisions? It's not a responsibility. It's the way they. They they give you something And they keep giving you something And they get you hooked on something It's not, it's not
0: crack <laughs> if, <laughs> if you, like, if you, if you want to believe they tell you that, that all animations stuff. for
3: children And you want to stay in that zone Then you can do that But I, there's well, I, other I, options I, I'm At this point I'm ready to hear somebody else's opinion on this Because I'm getting aggravated by yours Like it, it really like There is the market is Like they literally just bought Fox Like they're making sure only what they want you to see is what you get to see. Dude, Or okay. at, least, at least 60% Fox, of Fox is not but, a monopoly. Okay. I said I don't want to hear your opinion on this, man. Well, you
0: don't have to hear it. You can go ahead and tune out if I you want. See- I say this is- people keep making it seem as if Joe. Disney's buying everything that is everything, and no, they're buying the good stuff. If they're not buying what you don't want to watch, that actually makes sense.
2: Because you don't want to watch it, right? The thing is... I'll say where I fall into this, I'm from a time where we had 2020 video. So it was impossible to not know that there were options because they had two animated sections. One was like the family section and the other was hentai. So it was kind of impossible to not know that there was animation not for children. But
3: let me tell you this, Joe. If 2020 doing business decided to not show you The other options, just because they knew, okay, if we do the family animation only, we're going to make more money. Like, if all you can get is family animation, like, wouldn't you think that all family... All there is is family animation?
2: Maybe. I mean, it's funny too because we are living in like one of the weirdest best times for animation right now. That's what I'm saying. Because all the people right, that
3: and that Larry, that's what I like right now is a time, but you don't see the effects for generations. It takes longer than than right all, now. All I'm saying is if people are deciding not to
0: think of animation outside of for children, that's on them because you got access. Like literally you can go to Netflix and see a whole Section of animation that is not for children.
3: We had the same issue with Deadpool being a rated R superhero movie. So what? Who? What? How's that? What issue we have with that? Like people took their kids to see it, and then they're like, right, "Oh, but they're stupid." But <laughs> I, I, I've been telling you for ten years that we've been doing the show. Fifteen, actually. People are stupid, right? But it's not.
0: It's not on a company to educate them that's all i'm saying it's like you why are we making it it's not if disney was actually buying literally all the superheroes i'd be the first one to be like hey that should not happen they're not buying all the superheroes
2: they're they're buying the good ones <laughs> you know i will say a bigger enemy than disney is like ted turner what
5: why no, that guy's because he colorized all the black and whites right
2: Well, he actually would buy cartoon properties that were for adults, like for more mature adult uh, animations. He will buy them specifically to not air them.
0: Well, see, now that's a different thing. If you're like... I want to buy the rights so no one can see it. That's a whole completely different thing. But what Disney does right. is they make animation for kids, which is okay. They can do that. Now, if you're like, oh, well, Disney has such good marketing that uh, the general populace doesn't realize that animation can be for be for people other than children. That's because people aren't thinking, not because Disney is doing their job wrong or doing something terrible to the people. Like All they're doing is making a product.
5: I I don't know though. Um, I think it's just it's not so much Disney doing it. I think it's just people are stupid. Like how long? Right. No, how, but how, it's
3: people. Uh, look, that's what I'm, people look, are, are stupid. When did people in America? Because J- Japan has does not have this problem. Right. We we have right, the same because problem. Because have but, a bunch of different, There's not a monopoly on animation. There's no monopoly on animation here.
5: But, and we had the same problem with comics. I mean, up until I would say the last. Five, six years, comics were seen as something for kids. Even though we've had The Killing Joke, we've had The Dark Knight Returns, we've had all these and even worse stuff out there. Well, not worse. I'm not going to say worse. I mean, more adult stuff out there. If somebody saw you with a comic book in your hand, they assumed you're reading a kid's book. And now it's the same thing with animation. It's going to take time for people to realize that it's not just for kids, but we can't put it all on Disney.
3: For all all of you listening at home i apologize for going into this tangent it's not the most riveting of point but i all i do have to remind you is how long did it take larry to say to believe that it was wrong to say it is what it is What? ultimately (laughs) ultimately you're going to see my point i will? will why yeah you will you'll see it you'll see it when when you start getting the renaissance of animated films for everybody 20 years from now you're gonna be like oh okay that's what he meant but what why I, i agree like there's nothing wrong with that like i'm with you on that i'm saying
0: that disney's not stopping that from happening now you're telling me they are i just disagree with you on that like i don't think disney's like in the same way like how people are like oh well disney's buying too much stuff it's like disney's not they like they don't have the monopoly on anything right now like Don't get me wrong. They
3: they might be close to getting all of Marvel. I apologize to the audience because I don't want to have this argument no more. I want to move on. (laughs) We got a half hour of show left. Okay. And three other things We can move on. Like I said, I was done 20 minutes ago.
0: All right. go ahead, man. I was was just trying to to see if I could understand your point, but I
5: don't. You can't be mad at Lawrence if he wants to cuddle after you're done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am a good cuddler. It's true. That's
3: what your mother said.
0: Yeah, my mom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Should we talk about? Um, let's talk about uh, Lucy's dreaming. Jay, you want to take? Sorry, a what? Lucy. Oh, I'm sorry. Lucy dreaming, not Lucy's. Yeah, there we Lucy go. Lucy dreaming. Did
2: anyone else read it? I read it. I I did read it too.
5: I didn't. Okay. I didn't know it wasn't for kids,
2: so I didn't read it. This it, is for kids. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe issue five is more all ages. Oh, I, didn't but, uh, read. I
0: only read the first issue. What issue were we supposed to read?
2: We were supposed to read 1 through 5. Oh, no, that I did not do. I'm
3: sorry. Why not? I didn't know we were supposed to do 1 through 5. What? At what point did we say that? I don't remember. He said it on the conference call at the end of the show last week.
2: I and said then, to read Lucy Dreaming.
3: Yeah, that means you to read the whole thing. They're on five, so you read the whole thing.
0: No, see, I didn't. I did not realize that that was what I thought we were talking about. Like number one, and that's what I read.
3: Damn it, Lawrence! I don't know what to tell you. Mo read one through five because he hates Disney. Actually, I'm I'm waiting for Disney to buy up this property <laughs> give you a homogenized version of it, like they did the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast.
2: She was a bitch. Who Lucy? Blaine. Who Ariel?
3: Yeah, but a look, we're not talking man. about that. Talk about Lucy dreaming. Come on, man. We got a half hour of showtime left. Get to All it. All right.
2: So, Lucy dreaming is a Boom Studios comic written by Max Bemis, the lead singer for Say Anything, and it's art by Michael Dialinus. Dialis? Dialysis. Right. Oh, Dialinas. So- Sorry. So it's basically about this girl who has a really vivid dream, and wakes up with yellow eyes and finds out that she has the ability to enter the story scape, which is where stories are real and kind of like there are no ideas. Just It's people receiving subliminal info from stories that are actually happening. And so she uh, goes in and she finds out one of her friends can also go, but his intentions aren't really good. And he ends up trying to destroy everything, which ends up having real-world consequences and spilling out into all realities. And so she has to try and stop him. So... Is that the Darth Vader guy? Yeah. Okay. So,
3: yeah. the shit's amazing.
2: It is really good. Like, this is one of those books that's very character-focused. And Lucy is a great character. Like, she's a teenage girl who's kind of got an attitude, but she knows, like, she's self-aware. Right. Which makes her interesting. And, you know, she knows she's pretentious. She knows that she should be happy but she chooses to like not do that and just get involved like with their books instead of socializing and uh yeah her parents are like mad scientists who created a gateway into the dreamscape uh, into the storyscape and she got the ability because they were pregnant with her, when they created it and uh, the parents are interesting. even the bad guy is like pretty interesting, even though he's kind of one note. And uh, I guess one of the places where it, it does the book does shine is when she is dreaming, like the different characters she becomes and you get these small glimpses of these alternate worlds. and the comedy is really on point with this book. I think okay. they like hmm? oh go ahead. Finish finish your thought. Sorry. Oh yeah, like the comedy works.
5: So this book is like Sucker Punch?
3: Yes, in a way. Um like that's where I really like I didn't know what Lucy Dreaming was about when Joe mentioned it last week. I picked up the first issue today and I read it and uh, I did want to read the rest, but the way the first one ended, it's like the the, the experience of reading the first issue left me like, oh, no, I want to feel the joy of waiting a month to read the next one. Because the cliffhanger, like, for the first, like, four or five pages are just her dealing with mundane life. And that resonated with me a lot because that's that's how I live my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and then she goes into the the story scape. And it's a cool story that resonates with me because I like Star Wars and, and it does its thing. and. But then her doing the way that issue ended with even with the revelation that that Darth Vader guy is a guy she knows. I was like, wow, this went from I could have just the first four or five pages were just her internal monologue
2: dealing with her life. And I was oh, like, "You were talking about that guy? No, he's not the. Uh, he's not our friend, but oh. he is. Important. He's another
3: dreamer guy.
2: Yeah, he's okay. actually really important later. on. I mean, on. when you I, say
3: a Darth Vader guy like that, I, there's two Darth Vader guys.
2: Well, technically, no. He's more like a becomes like an apocalypse guy. The friend, but black. Yeah.
3: Apocalypse is black.
2: That is true.
0: Well, it he's Egyptian, so it depends on who you ask.
3: Well, I mean, ancient Egyptian black? The color in
2: depends color is blue, ask. right?
3: Well, he's gray with blue highlights.
2: Right. Well, Imagine instead of gray with blue highlights, <laughs> kind
3: black. of like blue, kind of like burr. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, the Darth Vader guy. <laughs> the, yeah, so that the way the first issue went like it switched into the storyscape and then it was all storyscape with just a little bit of her waking up and that was like I'm like, wow. I- I've never really liked anything best Max Bemis has ever done, including his music. <laughs> so well mainly his music. But um yeah, so this one I was surprised. Like I knew it was him going in, but I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna check this out. Didn't he do Umbrella Academy? No. Oh, what did what did he do? He did, What's Other huh? he did Moon Knight and moon Knight, but nobody read that moon night no he did moon night and what else and whispers Damn, i thought he i thought he did another book that was like a book that we oh own. you're talking about armory wars armory wars i don't think
0: so but maybe
3: that's know. the guy from Cohid and cambria uh, right
2: that's a different band
3: yeah no no i i do understand that I'm although just, depending yeah. on who you ask they might be the same band
2: but. honestly i think they're a lot better who Cohid? but i do kind of really like the guy's singing voice
3: yeah, but that's all it is. Like there's no like real band in it. Like yeah. anyway, we're not going to discuss his production technique. You know, right. like he 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 puts the volume on his voice and lowers the percussion. Like who does that in a rock band? Like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be his producer or anything, but anyway, yeah, it, the, the first issue had a, like a really good flow and a good dynamic and even like touching on the Star Wars stuff, like her being the Princess Leia person and dealing with her thing like was was really cool and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really want to read the rest, unlike, you know, any of any any of Max Bemis' other stuff.
2: And you said you read the first one, Lawrence? Yes. What did you think?
3: I did like it.
2: I, I don't think I liked it as much as
3: the two of you, but
0: it's not it's not bad. It just didn't like it didn't I guess resonate with me quite in the same way that it did for the two of you. The story was good. I liked the idea of the dreamscape, or the storyscape, I'm sorry, even though that you know, it's not like it's a new idea, but I like how it's executed here, but it's not it wasn't executed in such a way where I'm just was like blown away. I liked the art. I thought the art was pretty good and it was it was uh interesting. You know, all in all, like I enjoyed my read. I would read the second issue, but it would be one of those things where I like from my perspective, I would kind of be like um, the, the, the first issue was definitely good enough for me to read the second but I'd be looking for the second one to like kind of step it up and almost like wow me a little bit for me to like continue with the series. But I do think like the things that that the two of you mentioned are are definitely there. Like I feel like it was interesting watching the story unfold. I think all of the the characters are interesting. It's just like it's it's really just a matter of degree, you know. It's like how how interesting they are, and it's not it's to me it's not like it's not like um you know by no means are any of the characters uninteresting it was just a matter of like well you know how into it was i and it was it just turns out like eh, i was like you know i'm like i'm kind of into it i'm you know i'm or maybe i'm pretty into it but it's not a thing where i'm like i definitely have to read uh issue two like i will read issue two and if issue two can can uh Go ahead and basically like touch me deeper than I'll read issue three. I think realistically, everything you said all registers to me, like the humor, the characters, you know, like it's all good stuff. So it's just a matter of and, and again, it might also be a thing, too, where it's kind of almost like, you know, you only have so much time to read a certain amount of books. And maybe it's like this is a book for me that's like, OK, it's on the it's on the edge. It's on the it's on the, the it's right on the cutoff line. So I'm like, well, issue two, make it so that it's like, OK, I need to make sure I keep up with this and get rid of something else that might be like not quite there for me to read, you know. So, yeah, that's where I'm at.
3: That give issue one five Life wins out of five. Wow.
0: There you go. Yeah, for me,
3: I would give issue, like, the first
0: issue, it'd be, like, three and a half out of
2: five. And I give the series overall a four out of five. There's, like, one weird message that comes across that is a little weird, but everything else is really good.
3: But it's not, that's not an issue one, right?
2: No. I think it comes in, like, they start talking about it in issue
4: four.
3: What I really liked about the art in issue one, there was, like, shadows and textures and stuff where like you know you see the foreground the people talking in frame but then you see the wall behind them and it's like most comics don't take that into consideration you know what i mean that is true so i was like especially when they're talking at breakfast you know yeah the first few pages (laughs) i was like wow like they put you know the character design is what it is like it's kind of cartoonist but Uh, it's good it's stylized it's stylized and good but then they actually like bothered to like have the right proportions of the counter space and the cabinets and all this. This, So it's like, man, this it, it, it proved to me that the artist is actually not only good technically, but also artistically, and he's versatile. Right. So it's like, I want to see more of what he can do, maybe even on a Power Rangers white cover. <laughs> <laughs> he's so crazy, dude. <laughs> And that's what pushed it over to the five, too. Like, when you talk about the the storyscape not being an entirely original idea, like, there's a, lot, I, there's a whole, dare I say, a cult of people that believe that a lot of the movies and stuff we see are, are what yeah. people remember from past lives, you know? Right, right. So, it, you know, it, it's like the reincarnation isn't really, like. Reincarnating here but you go into like Narnia or some shit you know right right So in fact if I get to see that In here it would really like maybe push it Into a six out of five right. kind of On a meta level you know what I mean you, you, you want You want a, a, a Narnia A
0: Narnia experience inside well,
3: South- no, It's just kind of like that whole concept Like being utilized as Driving the story more than just Something passed off as original You
0: know oh where you're like It, it's, it kind of shows that people Have said that they they like you know people have tapped into that yeah yeah
3: i hear you yeah so, oz what do you give it out of five no i didn't read it i know it's a way <laughs> to segue into spider-man life story all right real quick i'm just looking into the chat i
0: see some people talking about love death and robots doomplex says the witness is one of the weakest ones pace says oh you got a lot of good episodes ahead of you uh and then he also says at doomplex oh come on it's like the animation was so cool and he said beyond the Aquila Rift is haunting. Dude, Aquila Rift is an amazing like Aquila Rift is, is I think I'm pretty sure Aquila Rift was the episode that I was like, "Man, is that real?" cuz it was well, like Want to spoil it for me? No, 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 no. I'm not going to spoil the the episode. I'm no. just saying that When an, I said I'll e-
3: spoil the witness, he said, "All right, go ahead because it's that good." No, no, but like I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil Aquila Rift for you. I'm just like I don't need to
0: spoil stuff, mo.
3: Just for that I'm never going to watch it. How about Okay, well hey man, you look." You you deprive yourself of whatever you choose to deprive yourself of. Hey, look, of. I'm a bad Buddhist. My whole <laughs> life is depriving myself of things. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, continue, Mo. Spider-Man life story. Uh, I wish I would have deprived myself of this book. It is Chip Zdarsky's and Mark Bagley's was it six-parter where they're trying to do uh, what if Spider-Man actually aged with the times, starting in the '60s. The first issue is the '60s, and I guess it moves forward when we talked about that X-Men book, what was it? Uh, Which one? The one that Ed Piscore did. The cartoon- oh, oh yeah. right. Was- That's a uh,
0: grand design,
3: grand design. Like we talked about like them, like encapsulating the history in these like graphic novel forms, you know, that is what kind this kind of felt like that in a way. And it's like, so it was like, okay. Uh, you know, they reference stuff I've already read and then they're trying to give you stuff in between, but then they're trying to give you new stuff. And it's like, okay. It's like either create a uh, create something, but don't try to like like they try to ground. I don't know. I felt I felt like I had already read half of this book. You know what I mean? And I guess when you're going back, uh, Spider-Man in the '60s, like you're gonna, you know. And then so I'm like, okay, well, it's, it, it's not like when you read Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue takes place on Valentine's Day after Gwen Stacy had died, and it flashes back and. And it kind of fills in gaps. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, this this fills in gaps, but it does. It has less gaps in it, and it's like, well, if you're gonna tell me something I don't know, like, can you at least, you know, do a whole issue of it? You know, like, they they had the right idea with the whole Vietnam uh, conundrum, where, where it's like people are going to Vietnam, and and Flash Thompsons decide he wants to to serve you know, and Peter is angry at him because he bullied him, you know, but at this point Peter's already in college. So he's just trying to like be the bully to Flash. And I thought that was cool. You know, it's a little misguided on Peter's, but it, you know, it does what it does. That's something new that I hadn't seen. As far as Mark Bagley's art goes, it's Mark Bagley has fallen off. Mark Bagley is one of the classic, like, he's your go-to Spider-Man guy. Right. That you can afford, you know? Because I know Larson, <laughs> wow. like, Larson, he's not coming back. Like, if it's going to interfere with his doing his thing, he's not, even if you throw money at him, he's not going to come. If it's going to cause any discomfort. Yeah, has to be like McFarlane, a lot of money. Yeah, McFarlane, like, he's not going to come back unless, yeah. A lot of money. Unless he wants to, yeah. It's not even, yeah, he just has to want to. And then, like, Humberto Ramos, like, he'll do it. But he, that's a book you got to you put your money behind. Like, that's the one that's going to launch the next movie trilogy or something. So they got Mark Bagley because he's your go-to guy that you can afford. I mean, this dude's the dude that did Maximum Carnage. He did Ultimate Spider-Man. They picked him for Ultimate Spider-Man with Bendis. Right. But here, it was bad. Like, they had, Gwen Stacy and Peter have a moment, and, like, they touch one hand. The other ones just dead like if they both have like paralysis on their hand like no kind of but that panel is kind of dynamic but there's no like motion in that one arm that's not doing anything for both of them and then there's a couple facial issues so when you told me, Larry, that this book was happening, it was an interesting idea. I, I didn't want... You know, Chip Darsky's not my favorite Spider-Man writer. And with this, it just felt like he's like, okay, everything I've read in Spider-Man, I'll, I'm going to rehash it and give you a history of. And then then he added some cool things. But You know, some of that you can blame on editorial, too, because there's certain things you can't change in Spider-Man's past. So they right. do the whole thing with, with the Green Goblin. They do. They show you the, the Jackal and Gwen Stacy. Uh, they show you... Uh, They show you Mary Jane, like, kind of noticing Parker in some party before he knows who she is. But then what they really show you that's actually good, and I wish the whole issue would have just been... The whole issue could have just been this, and they could have encapsulated that decade for Spider-Man, was if Spider-Man had a dilemma whether he should enlist to go to Vietnam or not. His sense of power and responsibility, like, played a big part in it, and they left it for two pages. Well, I mean, but but in fairness,
0: I mean, like... Don't get me wrong. You're right. Like the meat of it, it is like towards the end. But he wrestles with that kind of throughout the book periodically. It's not the main thing that's happening, right? And I guess that that's what you're saying is it could have been the main thing for the whole issue.
3: Yeah, like him. Having a beer or a coffee with Captain America, deciding whether he should go or not, and actually like critical thinking about it, you know, like I feel like Captain America has the answer for Spider-Man, but I think with how delicate it is, I think even Captain America should have had a little bit more of a conundrum. Well, but and then, they do, oh, go ahead. But, but then, them to talking it out and then coming to the same conclusion, I think would have been to, to me would have been a great story. The average comic reader, maybe not. Because they need a little action, they need a little thing, a little of spideyisms, you know? But there's, there's not a lot of action in this book either way. Uh, I mean, there's that whole thing. Yeah, I, I guess. The, but that the, the lack of action is also him rehashing stuff you already know about Spider-Man. His relationship with J. Jonah Jameson, with the Spider Slayers, with with the Jackal. You know, like, you're getting a recap of stuff you already know. Some of the stuff you've seen in movies. It's the swing and the light hit, not a total miss. And then at the last page, it turns like, okay, they're teasing the Captain America life story. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, well, is this like a backdoor pilot or what? You know, like, so I don't know. We'll see how the second one goes. Uh, I definitely think if you're going to get like a Spider-Man in the past kind of story and, and somewhat of a real time, read Spider-Man Blue.
5: They're doing a Captain America version?
3: I don't know. But the way it ended, it's like it's getting ready to. Because if second issue is about Captain America in Vietnam, then it's like, what the fuck are you giving me this for? You know? No, no, they second- should... The
0: issue, the second issue, is not going to be about Captain America. No, Vietnam. but that's what I'm
3: saying. Like, if like the way it ended, and then the second issue is Captain America, then what the fuck is this whole story about? But the way it ended, it's like Captain America is in Vietnam, and says, you know, tell Iron Man that these people are under my protection. He's protecting the Viet Cong, and for some reason, the Viet Cong look like black people.
0: Is the I mean, they don't look black to me.
3: Well, because you don't know black people like I do. Is the is
5: right. the second book of the Captain America one just going to be like the same image? Of him in the ice,
3: and it's like year
5: one, year two,
3: year three. No, well, I guess it would be after he. It was probably start with Vietnam moving forward because he, according to this book, he had just come out not too long ago, and he kind of kicks off the the surgeons of superheroes in America. So Iron Man is is helping the government in vietnam and then i guess apparently captain america i'm sorry iron man is helping the people of vietnam the u.s in vietnam and then captain america sees what's going on and doesn't go with it but
0: he's going to vietnam to basically stop soldiers from abusing non-combatants
3: yeah but well, we'll see we'll see where it goes from here Yeah. yeah
5: it sounds delightful (laughs)
3: <laughs> I,
0: I will say that, um you know, for me, like, I think, Mo, you like you're you're spot on when you talk about Mark Bagley's art. It's, like, it's just not his best work. And I don't know what happened, but it does feel very uninspired. I don't know if it's like he's working on something else or whatnot. And it's just like, you know, his A game was not on this book. But it's unfortunate because it does feel like I mean, I think some of it was him trying to capture the art style of the 60s. But he's not the guy to go for that. Right. And maybe that's what it is, where it's just like he was trying to do that retro kind of feel and it just kind of came up short altogether. But either way, it's just like it, we all would have been much better served if he just did his like usual art style
3: if he's on the book. Or if they just paid, you know, Marcos Martin half the price. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
3: Now as far as the story goes
0: I actually enjoyed The story yeah of course you did well no I mean It it was a good story to me I mean It was yeah some of it is definitely Like rehashing Spider-Man Stuff from that era but I feel like it does kind of try It it works hard To kind of give you a different perspective on it Where you're just like you know like On top of the fact too, where it's like, I mean, I'm sure for a lot of Spider-Man readers, they haven't seen that kind of stuff for a while. Yeah, that's what
3: I was thinking too. Where it's like, this is their intro into what it was like for early Spider-Man stories. Exactly. You know, because you got your Jonah J. Jonah Jameson's in a way different place now than he was then. Right. And uh, but honestly, like for me, if for me on me it was wasted. I guess is the best way to put it. Like if I don't want to call it bad, yeah. Like I know this already. Even even the Norman Osborn thing, we literally saw that in the movie, like almost scene for scene where Harry feels like Norman likes Peter better. I mean, maybe, but but, I
0: mean, but when you say that, I mean, we're literally talking about I mean, you're talking about movies
3: from what, 15 years ago, I guess. I mean, it's not like we have an archive of media.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just saying it's like. It's not like it's not. It hasn't been long enough that it's worth visiting. So you know, and I understand it's fresh on our minds, especially yours, because you're a huge Spider-Man fan. But you know, for some people, they might be like, "Hey, you know, I don't. I, I don't think it'll be anybody's first first introduction to that dynamic. But it'll be a thing where you know, it's like." It's crazy to think, but because it, it felt it, it was so long that it felt or it wasn't that, it, it feels like it wasn't that long ago where it was like every Spider-Man movie had the Green Goblin in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but now we're at a point where actually like the most recent Spider-Man movies don't even really mention him, right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> But and, and also, too, like what I liked was I did like the dynamic of Peter, Peter and Flash. And just like because I felt like that was a different kind of thing and something that you don't see. But it's like literally a momentary kind of weakness in Peter Parker's personality. Yeah. And, and that was interesting because I was like, I don't know that. It felt genuine, but it's never something that I've seen in a comic for Spider-Man where he like is that like that. um, I mean, cruel is a harsh word because he wasn't really cruel to Fr- to Flash, but he was being like vindictive, which would make sense if you know you're like, hey, my high school bully, and it's like, yeah, that was just a few years ago, and now everybody's trying to talk him up like he's this big hero guy, and it's like that guy's actually a butthole. It feels very much like, especially considering it's almost like a throwback because it's like what we know is that. Peter Parker's natural inclination is to be a bit of a butthole. A traumatic thing happened to him and he decided to not be a butthole anymore. You know what I mean? But like before Uncle Ben, Peter Parker in his natural environment is, oh, let that guy go. That's not my problem.
3: Yeah. He's self-centered He's self-important right. More
0: important. Right And so that's like Him forgetting for a moment the, You know, the change Which would make sense Because it hadn't been that long Yeah And that okay. was interesting and cool Because it's not something you see In a very... It, like, as human as Spider-Man always comes across because he's always, like, the everyman. He's always trying to, like, you know, make things, like, make ends meet and all this other kind of stuff. But we don't always necessarily see him in, like, a momentary lapse, like a weakness in his character. And that was interesting to me. And then Flash inadvertently helped him, like, remember who who he has chosen to be, and I, for me, I was like, man, that that was actually kind of powerful.
3: Yeah, I, I did, I did enjoy that little exchange. Um, but yeah, overall, like, I wanted some. I don't know. I, I've been, I've been spoiled by Spider-Man side stories like this that are out of continuity, uh, particularly like you know Marvel Knights Spider-Man or, or yeah. uh, what was it what's the other one? Spider-Man Rain. You know, like there, there's a lot you could do with more and i was disappointed in the art when they show the vietnam protests like larry of course is gonna side with disney on this and marvel and all this but i feel like there's some programming to kind of hide the true history of the matter where it's like they don't it's almost like a censorship thing where they have the sign up and it says love not war and i was offended by it because in the 60s it was the summer of love the the hippies used you know, sex as a more uh, means of expression and and connection and, and inclusion and the little like sign saying love not war instead of make love not war loses some power, right? And so I, <laughs> I, I to me I the the make love not war like should have been there. The peace symbol, the peace symbol itself, like when you see the line with the three lines at the bottom, that's actually like a flags uh code. For nuclear like was it nuclear armistice or something where it's like you don't want nuclear weapons used you know and the one they drew there is just one stick on top and two on each side it looks like the flag in super mario brothers on nes they did the peace symbol wrong yeah and then they never actually used vietnam as a word on any of the posters like anything that would actually anything that would actually give you some form of history they blocked off so, I mean, but wait, so so you're saying like they like you felt like they were like trying to like sub- subvert the message a little bit or I think so. But again, I'm a crazy motherfucker that inherited mental illness from my dad, you know, paranoia <laughs> and shit. Again, that's just me, and I don't want to have another forty five minute fight about it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, you know I that's I mean? fine. I'm just saying, but at the end of the day, they did have Captain America basically working against the US military to, to like
3: ultimately help the people. A for Vietnam. people other than me and you right now, dissecting this book, that's just a footnote. If that book never comes out, they won't remember this book for that. Oh. They'll remember for Spider-Man staying here and serving, quote-unquote, here. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I guess I guess so. I but, know. again, it's just me. I don't know. Like, maybe it's nitpick. I... I'm a. I'm from the 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 school of thought that if something disturbs you about reality, you got to keep seeing it till it doesn't disturb you and forces you to use it as a force for change. But that's just me. That's fair. You know, it's like when they uh they they take the n word out of like Tom Sawyer. You know? Yeah, I guess I I don't. I don't that's know. how I see it. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like censoring it out
0: or? Yeah, I mean don't don't get me wrong it's like by no means uh like initially or at least my 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 gut reaction is it should stay in yeah but at the same time it's like you know i can imagine how many problems that must have caused in like classrooms where people are reading aloud throughout the class you know what i mean and some random kid doesn't say the n word and instead says the word out loud when he's not when when he probably shouldn't
3: well in my 11th grade english class the first person to read that paragraph in group reading was a german exchange student right so that caused a big problem of course well, there you well go. It, it, he thought it would cause a big problem but my teacher and i forget her name because she wasn't hot but um she basically made it the whole class became a conversation though that's we taught him how america was back then And basically the word is used because this is, you know, they were enslaved and it's a word that was used to belittle and make somebody into a category that is subhuman and different. And it's not okay, but we keep saying it or in this context, because not only is it a piece of literature, but it's also a time capsule of history.
5: I had a teacher almost wanted, well, I assume she wanted to choke me out. She didn't actually go through with it though. I still don't think it was my fault. Over what? We It was Black History Month, and we all had to pick a a country in Africa to make a report on, and I wasn't really paying attention, so when it came up to my turn, yeah, but I didn't call it Niger, because I didn't know it was called Niger, because I'd never, it was, it was in the fourth grade.
3: (laughs) How many fourth graders know
5: that that's Niger?
3: How many of you guys want to bet that he said he after? (laughs) Jeez, you should have did it
2: on South Africa.
3: I think
5: you're missing the point of the story.
3: Well, no, you could have <laughs> used the N-word and it would have fit. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's rough, dude. It's rough. Uh, you know. I, mean, I didn't, I didn't know I... any country in Africa. Yeah,
5: and I looked down, smack dab in the middle. Okay, I'm going to do it on this one. <laughs> and I said it out loud. And I didn't understand why I got in trouble for something that every one of my cousins uses as an
0: adjective. Oh, jeez. I said what out loud? Oh, you're no. not going to give me No, that. it's do It's ahead.
5: 2019. I know better.
0: Thank you. Wow. Look, mm-hmm. at least one somebody does.
5: <laughs> Although Joe sure did. Yeah, Joe gave me permission, so.
0: Well, look, listen. <laughs> I, I'm letting you know right now that the black delegation has officially traded Joe.
3: <laughs> so, uh, in the spirit of moving this right along, I do give Spider-Man Life Story Issue 1 a 3 out of 5. And it's three for effort. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'll give it a
0: four out of five. I liked it. I'm, I'm actually really interested to see what happens in the 70s.
3: I'm still interested. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I'm interested to see what's coming. 60s, I know, you know, because they, they kind of for me, they kind of time jumped a little because in the 70s, all we saw was introduction of new superheroes. You know, your Punisher, your not a lot of issues other than drugs. And even then, I think, well, that was 80s, too. You yeah, know?
0: the 80s is the drug there.
3: Yeah, so 70s, will. I am interested to see what's going on there. And uh, I assume he's aging, so that's automatically right. going to be new. Right. Um, even, for example, like, when you talked about him in Flash, like, that is a form of him aging within the 60s. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he ages. And, you know, it, even in that sense, even if it is a rehash, It'll be a different Peter dealing with the same things. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, and honestly, like, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of decide to bring up in regards to the 70s or whatnot. Like, you know, like, what Like, are we going to see? Like, wait, was Woodstock the 70s or was that the 60s? That was the 60s. Jeez. That's
3: what they should have had instead of the but you know what's spider-man gonna do at woodstock like
0: nothing yeah (laughs) right because spider-man's not gonna friggin be doing drugs and
5: dancing yeah i have a i have a kind of a random question since we're on the topic of drugs in the 80s um stan because i got an argument with somebody about this but stan lee was like got in a fight with the comics code right yes Cause I thought that the fact that they showed the comics code thing in front of the uh, that Spider-Man animated uh, into the Spider-Verse, yeah, that pissed me off a little bit. And somebody asked me why why I was so mad. And so I started explaining, well, cause they put the comics code thing on and then they put in memory of Stan Lee. And like, they, they, they have beef. Cause Stan Lee did that, that one story where, um, what Peter Parker's friend, uh, what
3: the fuck Harry is Harry Osborn. Yeah. Harry
5: Osborn was, was a, was on drugs and the comics code wouldn't let him do it. Right. And he actually said, fuck you guys and put it out there. I mean, he's the, he's the Larry Flint of the comics industry.
3: Yeah. But, the thing is, they he didn't say, oh, okay, we're abandoning the comics code altogether. Well,
5: no, because he's a nice dude and needed yeah, money. Yeah,
3: so it's just that one issue. Everything else he did had the comics code before and after. Yeah. So he didn't really, like, fight them. He just did his, his way. So if anything, he's more like the first, like, independent comic book guy. But even not really, because you got your your Harvey P. Cars, your R. Crumbs, your robot comics people, like your EC Comics, you know, like, yeah, so. Yeah,
5: I just want them to to listen to this episode and realize that I was right and I win the argument.
3: (laughs) I mean, you're
0: absolutely right. What what it basically did was it was an opportunity for the Comics Code to, like, kind of understand that, hey, yeah, not, like, there's some topics that are, you have to approach more delicately with a younger audience, but that doesn't mean that you don't expose them to it at all. And I think that what, what he did by by bucking the comic, comics code and saying, hey, we'll put this issue out without your approval, it got them to rethink what it is that they are doing over on that end.
5: Okay. I just wanted to hear that I was right.
0: <laughs> you you were right, Oz. L- luckily, Stanley was there to help you be right. All right. So... All right. We, we need to also talk about. Uh... Oh, wait. Did we go over everything? What are we missing?
3: Uh, just a little bit, Doom Patrol recap, this last episode that came up. Yeah, but there's no Lloyd. Yeah, he's not gonna make it, after all. Oh, wow, well, I'm
0: sorry, Lloyd. No Heavy
3: Metal Minute. Yeah, we have the Heavy Metal Minute, and we could do the Doom Patrol, like, if we still want to. Yeah, go for I, it. I only have, like, one thing to say about the Doom Patrol, which is, like, they messed it up because... Well, it didn't mess it up. They changed it, you know. It basically, the whole thing with Mento, Larry, you didn't see it, so you don't know who Mento is. Oh, I is. thought
5: I thought you were gonna bitch about vegetable, animal, mineral man.
3: No, I, I didn't mind that. That that was actually kind of cool, kind of funny.
5: That's, actually, I think that wasn't even the last episode, so Larry might have seen that. Oh yeah, did you get cut off? He got cut off.
0: Oh no, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm oh. sorry. I the only one I haven't seen.
3: The only one I haven't
5: seen. Yeah, is... damn Wi-Fi, Lawrence. You you enjoyed the animal, vegetable, mineral man thing, right? Word. Okay.
3: So the whole thing with mental, like his mental breakdown like that happened in a Swamp Thing issue. And uh, I thought that it was going to be the little backdoor like preview thing for the Swamp Thing series uh, where John Constantine and Swamp Thing recruit him to go fight in hell against some demon. And they use his psychic powers to like as backup. You know what I mean? So
5: are are those three characters actual characters in... In the either Doom Patrol or I guess Swamp Thing or any other like
3: Mento for sure was in the Doom Patrol, but the other two I don't recognize or know.
5: Okay, and I guess I guess the other two are kind of generic. Like one, they don't even actually technically show you her powers, right? They just
3: kinda, yeah, she's just like telekinesis, kind of.
5: Yeah, but you don't really know where.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, and then the other one, I mean, they don't tell you, but you, you see yeah, what she she's does. she's Iceman
3: and, and Human Torch, like half and half.
5: And then Mento is the one that they actually really explore. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. Got off that Wi Fi.
3: Sorry, no. I don't hear anything. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm kidding.
0: Oh, I'm about to I'm like, oh, no. No, look, Lloyd Lloyd is trying to call in, so oh. I'm gonna add him. Okay. Forgive me.
5: So But yeah, that animal voice will be Man, news report. I had to watch it like twice. I just kept cracking up.
3: <laughs> I love how he put a a stocking <laughs> over the raptor head. <laughs> yeah.
5: It was funny because I, I didn't even realize that at first, but I'm watching it and I'm like, oh man, the animation on that raptor just went downhill. From, it looks like a it looks like a muppet, yeah. and then I look closer, I say, like, oh shit, it's <laughs> wearing it's wearing a mask.
3: But yeah, aside from that issue, like I would have liked to have seen the Constantine and something like issue, like it could it, it's really all just a flashback, but. I do know that this whole series is pushing the whole Mr. Nobody as the big bad, so everything kind of has to connect to him on some level, you know? Yeah, and I kind
5: of hope they don't defeat him, because I like like the dude's narration.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious.
5: He's a better Deadpool than Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) <laughs> is he? It? Yeah. He's funnier.
0: I think I think it's different because like I think there's a difference between like he's actually a narrator like a, like a damn near omniscient narrator and Deadpool is literally just breaking the fourth wall which is not the same thing. But I understand where you're coming from. Like it's, it's very but, entertaining.
5: But the narrator breaks the fourth wall too.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is, it's like, you know, it's like because he's the narrator, he can break the fourth wall. But to mess around and put that same thing on Deadpool, it's like, no, what Deadpool does is break the fourth wall. That's not the same thing as being the narrator because he doesn't know everything about everybody. He just knows that, you know, hey, like we're, we're in a comic.
5: That also bugged me that Cyborg didn't know there's fifty two universes. In why 19. would he know that? Because that's 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 the number. Everybody knows would, that. Why would he know that? Because everybody knows that.
0: No, nobody knows that. Everybody
5: knows that in DC. No, you ask anybody no. a question. You ask you ask a, a a DC character a question involving the number. The answer is always fifty two. <laughs> it's like Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> okay. Is it
3: on yet? No. I'm, um, trying to... I'm actually adding him right now. I can only delay yeah, I, for so long.
0: I have him added too, but it's not letting me do it for whatever reason. I don't know why.
3: I'm going to try this. It says I have one mutual connection, so that should be him. And if it's not, we'll just laugh and hang up. We'll ask if his refrigerator is running. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah. Hey, All right. All right. Stay mad buggy.
1: Fantastic form.
3: <laughs> uh, indeed. It all gets fixed in post.
1: <laughs> Cause I was able to listen though. So always got to get my hot take. With fantastic forms. Use of doom patrol, man. We need to, we need to spread the word. People should be talking about this. Even an episode like this, which you can like definitely poke holes and You know, criticize it. It's just like, it's got so many redeeming qualities. It's just so easy to forgive those little, those little transgressions.
3: Well, even, like, dealing with, like, Cyborg's dad, like, him and Cliff talking, and then him and then Cliff and Cyborg talking, like, it sets up a good dynamic. Like, it doesn't feel like they just put Cyborg in there for no reason, you know? Like, they actually allude to, like, technically Robot Man could have been Cyborg if... The doctor wasn't so like bullheaded you know yeah
1: i i still think they they put cyborg in there for no reason
3: yeah, but
1: i agree that it's probably the best Cy, it's the best it is the best cyborg we've seen on screen for sure because they're like they're they're finding something interesting to explore about the the dad dynamic and they're really fleshing out the dad in a way like not just making him which kind of he comes off in the movies like they kind of token make it seem like yeah he cares about his son But ultimately, like, the show is really focusing on, like, he's, he clearly loves his son, this show, this episode kind of proved it. But at the same time, it's obvious that he's also, you know, benefited trying to take advantage of, in a sense, using his son. And that's like kind of the small moment type conflicts that Doom Patrol is doing such a good job of like knocking out of the park while still juggling these like universe ending, you know, high stake conflicts at the same time. It's crazy. It gives you like everything you would want. That sounds really
0: yeah. That's true because it
1: is it is crazy because it does feel
0: like yeah like e- even when you're dealing with whatever the the crisis of the particular episode is, you're you're still getting those really small character moments and it just handled
1: really really well. I feel no. like this episode could have been like an entire season of another show. Like the last the whole, episode, this last episode. Wow! Like the whole the whole th- plot twist and everything. You know, like they condensed this amazing story about the simulated, you know, academy like this, which, and I don't know how much of this is coming from the comics, because, you know, disclaimer, I haven't actually read the book. Nobody and I has. struggle in general with Grant Morrison, so, like, I'm still not even super eager to read the book. But the idea of, like, that simulation, the the, the you know, the Kid Academy invoking all the X-Men type, you know, expectations, and then, <laughs> I of course, it. subverting that, like, right away right like the, the show is all about like setting up expectation and then subverting it like they don't give a fuck about your expectations
0: i won't to say words. <laughs> i i can't i haven't seen the episode yet so that's why oh, you should dude. say it oh gotcha i
1: kind of no. spoiled it then
0: i, I assume you saw it no no i like it's the it, uh, it's the i'm like behind by one episode but i'm excited to see it based on the things that you all are saying because you know like the idea of a doom patrol in an x-men type environment sounds interesting especially given the history and how you know but uh, I, I will tell you like i know i've been enjoying the show thoroughly and you know you know it's like it's almost been shocking to me how good it's been considering that you know it's not a book you hear a lot of people talk about and it's like I get that you know like the Morrison stuff is like the seminal stuff but I'm just like I'm like I do kind of wonder how much of it that i'm seeing in the show is uh uh like how much of that is pulled from the books but you know is it's crazy just because it's like it's so kooky at some points and then at other points it's so like just like poignant and like on point in regards to like the character development and some of the issues that they explore, and so I'm just like, man, like, it's it's a, it's a fun watch. Like, I can't... Like, I would think that if the book was this fun to read, people would have been talking about it more.
3: Well, the Grant Morrison stuff, uh, particularly the Flanks, Flex Mentalo series, uh-huh. is like that. But, but that's, that's shit that people talk about a lot. And actually, even the Animal Man is more like this than the Doom Patrol is. The Doom Patrol does explore these things in the comic, and it's still... So cool, but the whole like the narrator omniscient narrator thing, yeah. Like, you see a lot more in Flex Mentallo than you do in you know either Animal Man or Doom Patrol. Mm. But Flex Mentallo was a spinoff of his Doom Patrol run, right? And then, uh, yeah, I, like even like as much as I, I'm enjoying, and I like this last episode. I still feel like this last episode was probably one of the weaker ones out of everything we've seen. Which which one have you liked the most? Um the one with the the two with the uh with the uncreator Gotcha. you i really like those a lot and then the, the last two episodes before this right yeah those so i thought good. were good and so then they're, another they're, thing is this show is like there's some pedigree behind it cuz the dude that's actually like writing it and show running it is the dude that did the first 5 seasons of supernatural oh wow so it's like yeah no wonder right can
1: yeah man that de- last episode where they de- where they defeated the d creator was like yeah it's probably the best man my, my girlfriend walked in while i was watching that in like one of the scenes when uh i forget which of crazy jane's personas it was but she was like starting the cult so she's yeah. like got everyone kind of gathered around and she, and so she walked in on the scene. She's like, What is this show? And right. then I tried to just explain what was happening in that scene. And then I realized, like, in the, the act of trying to explain, like, why she was doing that, like, what was happening, like, I was like, I just have to explain this to you later. Like, it's, you realize just how crazy. If you try to explain any aspect of it, right. it's just so batshit crazy. But it all works together in such a wonderful way.
5: Can everybody explain to me the cockroach?
3: Nope. That i can like i
5: love the cockroach but it makes no sense
3: yeah i would have thought it was a grant Morrisonism, but it's actually not it's uh a character that the dude jeremy carver the showrunner wanted to do in supernatural this like <laughs> this kind of like prophet person that kind of knows that everything's going and kind of takes you in and fills you in and and kind of you kind of see all around, and they they ultimately did do that with that writer guy in Supernatural, but right. it's not the same as him.
5: Yeah, because they, they turned they, they that were... they turned that writer into God.
3: Right. Yeah. So, it, it, but yeah. So that's kind of like what he wanted the writer to be. I think the cockroach is is hilarious, but at the same time, like the
0: cockroach is like you know you it definitely leaves a lot to like for you to kind of interpret. Because I know for like. Half the time, I'm like, oh, is that, like, Mr. Nobody? And then I was like, oh, it's the cockroach.
5: Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> the first time. Because I didn't right. really—I didn't see the cockroach, like, doing the motions in the corner of the screen. I was right. like, man, the two dick sounds weird all of a sudden. But I did it. And then I was oh, shit, that's a cockroach. And then I was waiting for the cockroach to do something. And then didn't show up for two more episodes. And then all of a sudden, here it is again. Now it's having a philosophical discussion with a rat. And it's funny
3: because his name's Ezekiel, but he's also voiced by Curtis Armstrong, which is the Metatron in Supernatural, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah.
5: I need a full episode with the cockroach. That's all I know.
3: You might get it. So does Doom Patrol
0: by itself make the DC Universe app worth getting? Yes. Yeah. Wow.
3: That's hardcore. I remember looking at this and it's like, they look terrible. They look this and... It's like, yeah, like Robot Man looks like Robot Man, but it looks so cheap. But part of this charm and, and even like this, this is where they do, do the, the Grant Morrison thing. It's where like everything looks kind of surreal. Right. And the cheapness adds to that surreality because if it they put actual money, like big budget into it, it would just look like every other show. You know what I mean but even yeah. even
5: beyond that I, I pointed out one of the Titans episode was a Doom Patrol episode and it, it's a completely different tone it, it's a totally different show so when yeah. I saw that I was not looking forward to Doom Patrol and then I watched the first episode of Doom Patrol and was surprised shocked because it wasn't the depressing thing I saw on Titans
3: it was a whole other depressing thing <laughs> I know that first episode like was dark. Like yeah, I loved every second of it.
5: Yeah, but it still had its humor. Yeah, you know, like the for some reason, like they everybody was scared of, of Rita in that Titans episode. Yeah, like like I thought maybe she would be the big bad or or something like that. I didn't know. You know, they they treated her like she was a monster in Titans.
3: In the comics, Rita and Mento, because they were together as they show in the show, but at one point they adopted Beast Boy. And that's how he got into the Doom Patrol. Yeah, Mo, to, tomb-
1: to, your, to your point about the, the production value, like, even that episode where they first go to um, Niflheim or whatever it is. Yeah. And it looks, like, so shitty. Like, you're like, this is, like, obviously a set. And then you realize that they're in a, a snow globe, and it's supposed to look shitty like that. So they, they even, like it, like, the subversion of your expectations, like, even comes down to some, like, yeah. Aspects of the production, like the and not only that,
3: like even like story wise, like they have to travel to Spain to find the gate to go back into the office. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the crazy. snow globe is in the mansion. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's like, some being the, John the shit Malkovich they... shit, right? In a comic book show, yeah,
5: and like the the dude is telling people, well, we need to we need to find out this information. I'm gonna summon a prophet. And a fucking unicorn pops out and starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's Baphomet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the
5: other thing. I was that expecting was like a dragon. Yeah,
0: too. I was like, I was, cause I was totally ready for this like crazy goat head. And it was not that,
5: but and then it's a fucked up unicorn because its horn is like a is like a railroad spike stuck in its head.
4: But it's still like
5: <laughs> like My Little Pony ish, where it's like cute and, and blue. Yeah, that's oh, a good show. Yeah, and then you find out it doesn't even have to sing because then they actually have a conversation with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just plays to like different tropes of what we expect from fantasy from you know horror fiction and from comics yeah, so like in, in different ways so and the just, last episode's like doing a lot of like again like the x-men like type storytelling in comics just playing to that and it's perverting it
5: yeah and to lloyd's point just with that that whole unicorn thing i mean it's it, it gives you an expectation that then subverts it and then when when they do it again they subvert your original expectation because yeah. they
3: change it up again <laughs> Dude, this, I'm this willing show's to layered. bet that Jeremy Carver is a Grant Morrison fan because that's a Morrisonism in and of itself. I remember Oz, you asked like, because Grant Morrison's writing the Flash movie with Ezra Miller, and uh when he wrote the Flash, he actually created those time wraiths. So you see Morrisonism in the Flash TV series as it is. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: That's dope. They
5: should just do Flashpoint.
3: Well, they sh- they already did
5: no the movie flashpoint oh isn't that what it's called no they did an animated flashpoint
3: i thought that's what they were gonna call that flash movie
5: that was the rumor but there's no script i mean we just did a story last week that they're writing a script fake news but it works because you can have a batman character and you don't need to have whoever new batman is yeah you just get
3: uh
5: john winchester
3: Look at this point you could get Dean Winchester. He's old enough.
5: He put on a, a red hood outfit and like the internet crapped its pants. Oh, for Halloween, yeah. Yeah. But everybody thought, oh, oh, he oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be Red Hood. <laughs> Here comes Titans.
3: Alright. What else we gotta say about Doom Patrol? It's good.
0: <laughs> you should
5: be watching
3: it if you're not. I love talking about it week in and week out because it makes the production cost worth it. <laughs> right. It's like weekly content. Like yeah. All right, Oz, why don't we do a heavy metal minute before we slide into news. Okay. Hey, everyone, I'm Moses Magnum. I'm bringing you a heavy metal minute. Big news for Machine Head fans. I don't know where they are. Never met one. The only one I ever knew that liked Machine Head was the little kid on the sopranos aj he used to wear machine head shirts but i think they were just doing product placement for roadrunner records on that show because you could spot cold chamber everywhere uh you could spot fear factory everywhere a bunch of other roadrunner bands everywhere whether it's the bathroom at a club or the kid's bedroom but machine head will be touring in support of their album burn my eyes which is their debut album From 25 years ago So it's actually A 25th anniversary tour For Burn My Eyes They're going to be Touring Europe It says it's the first leg But I don't know How much more They're going to do with it I don't know where They're going to be Playing here In the US for that They're probably going to Open up for somebody else I'm not a big fan Of Machine Head I never liked them I heard Supercharger And actually saw them live In support of Supercharger Back at the Roadrunner Records Road Rage Tour It was headlined By Fear Factory which is always fun for me. That's the main reason I went. But I got to see Chimera. Even in my altered state and belligerent douche and asshole that I am, I, I ended up jumping on stage during Fear Factory's New Breed, and uh, it wasn't long before I got tackled by a big security guard and kicked out. Funny enough, I ended up hanging out with Machine Head, and I was telling them they suck. The other guitarist that was on Supercharger, I actually got along with him pretty well, and I told him, you know, you're, you're good. You're in a shitty band, though. Get out of here while you can. And oddly enough, the next year, he quit Machine Head and ended up uh, doing guitars for Il Nino on Roadrunner Records as well. I think now he's in Terra Universal, which is a horror metal band that I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure they're pretty good. You can't horror and metal together, like you can't go wrong with that. But yeah, if you're looking to, to see some... Machine Head 25th anniversary Burn My Eyes shows, you're going to have to go to Europe because that's the only place they're touring right now. It does report Metaljection.com that it is the first leg of that 25th anniversary tour, so they might be coming back to the U.S. at some point to do it. We'll see how uh, how many states and cities they play for that. It looks like it's 13 cities in Europe, so it might be around that here, if not less, if not more. I'll keep you posted. As always, I'm Moses Magnum, and this is my Heavy Metal Minute. I want all his penis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. All right, let's get into some news before we get out
3: of here. Comic
0: book news. We should have a,
3: like, uh, like, current... Well, not, not like that, but, like... I don't
0: know, we blew through all my stories at the beginning.
3: Like it's been so long, I don't even remember them.
0: What what stories did we blow through? I was, I, I should remember the one. Tell me, Angelina Jolie is gonna be an eternal.
5: What, what
3: did itter- we went through that story? We didn't. He's just not doing his. So who's she playing?
5: They don't know yet. They just know she yeah. signed
3: on. She's too old to be an eternal. Why is she too old? She just looks old. Like she's not hot anymore. Like,
0: oh, I don't agree with that.
3: Whatever. You like this whole show has been you not agreeing with me. What else is fucking new?
0: So like, you, she's you just, think most like most people look at Angelina Jolie and be like, oh, she's not
3: hot. I'm the Eternals fan here. <laughs> I'm what, telling you, what's like if with she's Angelina playing Cersei? Well, if she's playing Cersei, like she's not gonna be. That's not what I see Cersei as. Like you get, you know, even Mylon Ackerman is still too. Is too old to play Cersei, and that was my pick when I wanted an Eternals movie fifteen years ago. All right, I, I, how I don't even like—I don't know how old Angelina Jolie is, but she's like—I don't—I I wouldn't say that she's not hot. She's she a, might not. She might be too old to play. It's like not even about character. the hotness. It's just like, yeah. It's well, more about the said. oldness look. Yeah, but you know that's me being you know what was it color commentary. But <laughs> it, it's just she's too old. Like I, who like. If she's got to play opposite the dude that plays uh, Makari or Icarus, like who are they gonna get for those guys? You know, like she has to look uh, like them or younger if she's playing Cersei. Yeah, I mean,
0: I guess I don't know. I, I, maybe she's playing somebody that we're not thinking about right now.
3: Yeah. Well, look, she'll probably be the 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 nice deviant the way Marvel's going.
5: <laughs> What's your other story, Oz? ultraviolet is shutting down yeah so everybody who has digital movies i you gotta i don't know i got some long email about something you can do to save the movies that you have on their system but i usually give away those codes so what what
0: are what are those like what is UltraViolet really is you know
5: when you buy a Blu-ray and it says comes with a digital copy a lot right. of those are on UltraViolet. Oh. It's a it's like a like a movie ser- like a streaming movie service. But I you know
3: certain companies use UltraViolet exclusively at first.
5: Right. It's like Netflix without a subscription you actually like purchase the movies.
0: Right. But I'm saying like if they're going out of business does that mean all your digital
3: copies just go away? Yes. Well you have to like download them or something. The email
5: week. they send me says you have to link uh let's see our records indicate ultraviolet library is not linked current to ultraviolet retailer blah 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 you're gonna lose all your shit uh after ultraviolet shuts down you'll be unable to access movies and tv shows in your ultraviolet library unless you link it to one or more retailers we therefore urge you to link your ultraviolet library right away their their shutdown date is is uh july 31st of this year wow
3: when ultraviolet was an option for me, I think it actually gave me the option to link ahead of time to iTunes or something. But I'm actually logging in right now to see if uh, if that's the case or not. I'll keep you posted. Yeah,
5: and it and it's not like an old service. I mean, I think I might have gotten the Batman versus Superman digital. Yeah, because they had the extended cut.
3: So, as it turns out, I don't have an ultraviolet. You have, like, five or six. Yeah?
5: Yeah, because half the codes I give you are
3: from there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, those gave me the option to go straight to iTunes immediately.
5: I probably knew they were shutting down.
3: I think that's what did them in. Because right now, everything is Movies Anywhere. And they just have the app on every platform. So, I can log in to my Movies Anywhere and just keep my movies. And I actually link them to my my uh my apple tv account so i can have those anywhere too so
5: yeah but this is my problem with with digital only stuff too and i see video games heading in this direction and i don't like it because you, you gotta pay a service to be able to play games where i have a whole library of shit that i can just pop in and play anytime i want
0: yeah I like i like physical games too
3: i prefer them but i'm okay with digital because ultimately like you can just download the ROM eventually, anyway.
5: Yeah, but that's wrong and illegal.
3: Well, if they're gonna do it that way, then they're creating criminals.
5: That does, it, but it's still.
3: Illegal. I I I can already anticipate a fight with Larry again.
0: What 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 are you fighting me for? What <laughs> I I didn't say anything. Look, I cut
3: you off at the pass.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Larry. Like <laughs> no, I was the one had the issue. No, I like I literally just bought like Nintendo had a
3: sale in the eShop. I just bought like. Four games. Me too. You know, I just like I was. I was happy. I was like, and you know, Nintendo's gonna make you buy them again the next console if you like them. (laughs) Like you already know that. Like you're basically just like renting them like till the console like stays alive.
5: I heard a guy on the radio said Nintendo
2: is being bitches, so I didn't buy anything. That
0: was Joe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they are being bitches right now. i bought
5: luminous the other day lawrence and moe like to pay for bitches
3: i mean what else are you gonna do
0: hilarious i i will say that the games that i bought i don't anticipate like me saying like oh i need to buy this on the next generation of console but (laughs) since i did buy it if they would transfer it i would take it but
3: i think they were transferring some stuff from the wii u recently like that was a new story that we didn't do like you can oh no your currency. If you had currency, you could transfer it over. Yeah, that they should. That's do. what it was. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Did you buy Pokemon Let's Go?
3: Let I have Let's Go. No, Eevee. I'm talking to Larry. Oh no, he didn't. No, play. no, I'm not
5: a Pokemon fan. I don't want to talk to you then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I bought it. You could talk to me.
5: <laughs> yeah, but you're never
3: on, so we can't even play. On Let's Go, Eevee? Yeah. I'll get on. I'm like. That's part of the whole deal. Like it's just me playing it. Like I need, I need to find it. Okay.
5: Actually, I know where it is. I just anyway. Next story.
2: If um, it were digital, you'd know exactly where it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> well, the thing is, you could also with the switch, you can save them on a flash card too. So That's at true. the very least, you have them on a flash card.
5: Yeah. My whole switch is at work. Let's move on.
3: Um, the story that he was mad about earlier was the Zack Snyder did a panel. I think it was at C two E two basically telling everybody like get real batman kills right but the issue wasn't with batman killing i think it was no it was with superman killing that's when we started fucking with them all of it yeah like it, the movies ultimately the movies were bad that's really what it boils down to yeah some guy posted on like the list like he he posted the list right on my social media of like all the things they would have done and You know, there's a let's see. Where is this? I actually took a screen cap of the list because, you know, everything I do in life is pre-production. So um, (laughs)
0: let's see here. But yeah, I mean, it's not and don't get me wrong. It's not so much. It is about part of it is about Batman killing people, but part of it more or more so what it is, is that how he's killing people in those movies because he's using guns and everybody's like dude batman would not even if batman is gonna kill somebody he's not gonna kill them by shooting them
5: except for that one time that he did that one time that what that he did kill somebody by shooting them
3: and then what did what but what did he do after he did shoot the one person died and spiritually time traveled and that's not what zack snyder did now is it
5: (laughs) well no but he also (laughs) didn't have dark side in it
3: hey well, according to this post, it says here, confirmed, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League is bullet points. Darkseid murders Steppenwolf for healing Superman. Bullet point two, Darkseid defeats League with ease. Aquaman is killed. No shit. Uh, the, uh, next bullet point, Darkseid boom tubes into the Batcave and murders Lois, causing Superman to succumb to the anti-life equation next bullet point wonder woman is killed trying to protect lois lane uh next bullet point the surviving league members now exist in the nightmare can nightmare timeline uh next bullet point flash batman and the torn and half cyborg work together to send flash back in time to alter the post so they post this for me to see i reply it's like oh it's a shame that he killed his daughter to get out of actually trying to make that good
5: but even that that synopsis doesn't make sense because if Superman's dead, then that whole nightmare scenario doesn't happen the, that way.
3: My point is, is that's what people are using now as like the Snyder cut. They want the Snyder. He didn't make it, <laughs> like right. He didn't make that. Like this is his hindsight. Like what he would have done if he had ultimate. And just because it's that, he didn't set up for it to, for any of that to be good. Like <laughs> Cyborg doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Like, how can he do, how can he, his flash can't travel the speed of light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Doom Patrol cy- uh, cyborg is definitely a better cyborg. So, I yeah. remember
3: when that shield came up, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and they got rid of, this last episode, they got rid of the tracksuit.
0: Oh, what? Like, if he shaves yeah. the mustache, he'll officially become my cyborg.
3: <laughs> you don't even like cyborg. Like,
0: he'll be my cyborg.
3: <laughs> my cyborg is Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that movie why was shit. Why you go
0: back like that? That's hilarious.
3: <laughs> Talk about a neo-western, exactly.
0: Was so there wasn't like a, a fair amount of random news out of
5: C2E2 that's because i wasn't there right so they figured why even bother we don't need news
0: um they did announce that they're going to do a history of the marvel universe uh comic so kind of almost like a a grand design like an x-men grand design type book but for the entire marvel universe it sounds crazy but they're going to try to do it um they also announced that they're going to do a uh, a an absolute carnage event Ooh. so cool. it that sounds great, right if y'all were looking for a maximum carnage redo it it's coming <laughs> Absolute carnage which I you know I don't know like I, I'll give that a Try but I don't like for me I was Just like that feels very much like A rehash but hey That's where we're at now so um I did also see that there is a company that's looking for people to to uh, that's willing to pay money if people want to watch all of the Marvel movies and live tweet it during the lead up to Avengers Endgame. So I don't. I mean,
3: can if, I cut they, hair while doing it? <laughs> well,
5: Probably they're already paying. They're already be.
0: paying you. So
3: yeah, but look, I don't do my job entirely for the money. Like I have a loyalty to my clients. Like they expect me to be there. Yeah, you'll be gone for like two days. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How much? How much money would it take for you to feel like it was worth your time
3: to live tweet? I see adventures. two days worth of work. That's about twenty haircuts. Potentially, if they miss me those two days, they might go somewhere else. At least, let's say half of them for about two years. So, doing the math, where is that calculator? Sound effect calculator oh what calculator sound effect adding machine sound effect like and we did have that back in the day oh shut up larry well we told him to get it
0: we did so tell me to
3: shut up to make it not through eyes (laughs) (laughs)
5: that's what y'all sound like
3: that's the one I told you to get when I complain about something, and I complain all the time. You never play it. Oh, that's all right, all right, so I would need fifty million dollars to skip work, and <laughs>
5: you would make fifty million dollars off two years.
3: I'm just saying. He said, "What would it take?" You, they're taking my ego and my pride and my work ethic into consideration, right. and you can't even you can't
5: even enjoy the movie because then you have to like be tweeting the whole
0: time.
3: Exactly. Well, so. you've seen them
0: all, though.
5: and Well, not everybody has seen them. He's going to spoil it for people, and they're going to come after him. Yeah.
3: And he, so probably, another... he probably can't even curse,
5: so he's censored. <laughs> just it's just for
3: Larry's aggravation, that's another $50 million. <laughs> Right. You don't like me to spoil things. I don't. Yeah, but... I mean, I would like to do that, but I can't. We're duty calls.
0: Word. Um, also, they did announce that Jonathan Hickman is coming back to Marvel, and he will be doing two X-Men books. So not a lot of details on what the books are going to be about per se But one is called House of X And the other one is called uh, Power of Ten. But it's Power used the Roman- of X? Right, it, it uses the Roman numeral But, you know, you're supposed to say 10
3: uh, Descender is having a sequel
0: Descender? Yeah What is that?
3: It's Jeff Lemire's comic with Dustin Gwynn doing the art About a robot oh. boy in space Got it. It's going to be called Ascender. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, it's due out on Wednesday, April 24th this year. Uh, here's a quote from Jeff Lemire: it says Dustin and I love the world of Descender, and we're re-energized by his by this new creation, which has opened all sorts of new storytelling possibilities for us. Ascender will feel like a continuation of the Descender saga, and like a brand new book all in one. So it's it takes place in the same universe but it's not a 100% direct sequel. I don't want to spoil the ending of Descender for
4: you.
0: Word.
3: <laughs> Is that all the news? Well, what are the other news we stepped on at the beginning? It was the Zack Snyder one and what else?
5: Avengers is three hours long. Oh
3: yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, That's not that big a deal. Makes sense to me. It could be
0: eight I, hours. Long. Hero, Go ahead, Jay.
2: Uh, My Hero Academia announced that they are making a second movie that should come out uh, around the end of this year or early next year. Word.
0: Now wait. So is that? Um, I mean, w- well, does the movie? The movie takes place after the anime, or does it take place in between? Do you happen to know that, Jay?
2: Uh, the second movie. No details have been. Uh, announced yet. Got it. But the first one took place in between seasons.
0: Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. I know um, on social media, I was asked about about what I would want the um, the avengers end game like the final scene to be and i was wondering what what did you what would you guys want to see if you like if you could like have a have input on what the the final like the after credit scene for avengers end game would be what would you guys want to see
3: i wanted to be a all a dream of iron man hallucinating in the desert <laughs> like like right after he escapes the cave yeah <laughs>
0: That would be so messed up, but it would be kind of awesome at the same time.
3: Because they could just start over from there, you know? Right, right. People will be pissed off, though. Oh, yeah. Because they're more about the outcome than the journey. (laughs) Um, This last bit of news here. Taskmaster will be the main villain of Black Widow movie. But then the wait is a Black Widow movie
0: taking place like after I mean, I guess it'll technically be like probably a before
3: the End Game.
0: Well, actually, we don't know.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it could be either. It could be anything, really.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: Black Widow is one of those stories like, you know, like Wolverine or almost any superhero where you could do it at any point in time, you know? Yeah. And it will still be a good story. (laughs) The only one you can't do like that is Yellow Jacket.
0: Yeah. I saw that
3: her hair was red in the trailer. I didn't see the trailer. The end game trailer? Oh, I guess I saw it, but I, I didn't care about her hair. Oh,
0: that made me happy. I hope that's the case in the movie. But, you know, who knows these days?
3: Yeah, it could be a dream sequence or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It could Old be footage. A, a desert hallucination. Yeah, because a lot of the, the that new trailer was all like then and now kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows?
0: But um, cool. Any other news we should make sure we mention before we get out of here?
3: Uh, Garen Killen and Stephanie Hans's Die Number One, which we reviewed here about I want to say like five months ago. Yeah. Um, it's now in f- fifth printing. Wow, it's a good book. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read past issue one, but oh no, I like I yeah. I've read to
0: four. That's good. <laughs> like I I definitely like I had to make a a special order because nice. Jeffries wasn't. Trying to really like stock that joint. I'm like, hey, like, get me die. So now I think they order like three copies. (laughs)
3: Uh, We got a little feedback from last week's episode where I reviewed the Beelzebub's comic. Uh huh. This is from uh, Beelzebub's official on Instagram. Says five out of five. I'm super humbled, man. So happy to hear it resonated like this. That's Uh, cool. The English version is actually the original as I write the strips in English. The Finnish one is therefore the translation. And he said that Top Shelf wanted to postpone the book for a 2019 release. So it came out all over the world ahead of here the U.S. Oh, wow. And then he says, thanks so much once again. This is a welcome boost. Did they listen That's to awesome. the
5: show or did you send them the clip?
3: I like to think they heard the show. Okay. <laughs> but I sent them the clip. <laughs> so, yeah. They actually have a music video they're teasing. It will probably be out Friday. That's when music comes out now. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can head out. It gotta sounds watch, good? I got to watch RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Why are you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Cuz
3: it's funny? Okay. That's fair.
1: You need to go download the fan the um, Future Foundation costume in Spider-Man and play that.
3: Yeah, I got to do in that. The,
0: in the Spider-Man PS4 game?
1: Yeah, dude. Oh. Wow. They released man. it for free.
0: I'm about to say, they're really doing it over there. Future Foundation costume.
1: It looks so dope, like the animation and motion. <laughs> but they nailed does, it. What perks does it have? It doesn't have any perks. They they stopped adding perks, so now it's just costumes.
3: <laughs> really? They stopped adding perks?
1: That's yeah.
3: What they should have done was the alien costume. The black one? Which one? Well, yeah. no. like, Well, yeah, the black one. Like, okay. Is that not on there already?
1: Nah.
0: Oh wow. That's interesting. I'm surprised yeah, that, that was missed. Been, they should have that. Yeah, that seems like that should have been like among the first to get added. But hey, you know, who's to say?
3: It's also like my fifth week without those Swamp Thing comics that Heck promised me.
0: <coughs> uh Oh Heck. Watch out.
3: Nah, it's cool. He we actually he just asked me for my address, so I should have him soon. <laughs> I just wanted but to bust just know that you're counting the weeks until they <laughs> arrive. I just like the first week went by and then I meant to like bust his balls every week and then I didn't. So I figured on this last one I would. There it is. But yeah, let's play that rap up music and get the fuck out of here.
0: Lloyd, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give us some final thoughts, man?
1: Uh, Doom Patrol's so good, it makes me want to read more Graham Morrison, which is something I thought I would never say again. There it is.
3: Oscor, final thoughts?
5: This Future Foundation suit looks like the anti-Venom suit to me.
3: You said that when you read the comic, too.
5: That's because it's true.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Jay,
0: final thoughts?
2: Um... I got nothing. That's sweet.
0: Yeah. Moses Magnum. Final
3: thought. Uh I have a final thought and a question for Joe. Joe, what? Did you watch Gary and his demons yet?
2: No, not yet. Okay.
3: Do yourself a favor and watch the episode called "Guy and His Tiger." I think it's the fifth one. Just don't watch okay. anything else. Just watch that one. OK. And do it like immediately after you hang up right here. It's only like 15 minutes, so.
2: I will do it shortly. There's one thing I got to do first.
3: You got to take a shit, huh?
2: No, I got to finish The Walking Dead.
3: Oh, that could take forever.
2: No, I'm like almost done. Like i think i just have like a half hour left
3: that's what that game te- that came messes you up like that like you think it's almost there and it's not
2: yeah but something really important just happened and i don't think they could sustain it much longer all right well watch it. i'm not gonna say what though because that would spoil it
4: Word.
3: uh, for uh the- oh the actual final thought was oh sorry you guys should watch Domestic Girlfriend it's a romantic comedy anime that's actually kind of funny
2: yeah I don't really do those that much I think you should do like the
3: first two episodes of that
2: uh okay
3: I mean we're not going (laughs) to review it or anything But I have nowhere else to talk about it.
2: Right. No, I've been seeing it, and the concept is interesting. It's just I know I just, it's a genre I don't tend to get into that much. The concept doesn't,
3: that little synopsis doesn't do it justice.
2: Oh, okay. All right. I'll check it out.
0: Alright, indeed For the entire Fantastic Forum Thank you all for hanging out with us We appreciate you We'll be be back next week Until then, make sure you jump on all of our social media Uh, Hit us at Instagram Uh, Join our Facebook group Follow us on Twitter Go ahead and let us know what you think of the show Let us know what you'd like to Hear us talk about Let us know what you don't like It is Fantastic Forum Until next week We are out.